What, oh yeah, that? brother. <laughs> Welcome to Nerds the Podcast. This week we're gonna be covering the top scariest <laughs> monsters in Final Fantasy 16. And then the girl saw the monster. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We're back. We did it. It's time. We did it. We're back. We're nerds. I'm Jester954 here with everybody's favorite uncle Aaron Junkle Van Damme Miller and our resident camping Viking, Jimmy's John. Hey. Did I do that last week? Did I miss it? I don't think so. so. I don't know if I missed it. I'm going to die. Oh, man. Well, it's been another week. It's been another (laughs) week. Slow week. Not much going on. We're playing Final Fantasy. Still other things. I think. I don't even know what the fuck happened this week. I watched a bunch of stuff. That's good. I did a big stream. Well, not a big stream. It was big for me. It meant yeah, something to me. Yeah, that was a big stream. Um, <laughs> so would you tell your wife? <laughs> hey, oh, it means shit. something to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched a bunch of movies, did some stuff. You know, it was cool. It was a good week. Watched some TV, too. I've Fuck been yeah, in the process of trying to sell my house, and it's been quite annoying because you're basically at the will of anybody that wants to come see your house and then you're stuck like getting notifications to leave and then you got to leave and pack the dogs up and drive around town until those people are gone and hope nobody else signs up to come look at your house and then you're stuck out there (laughs) and we have like a doorbell or we have a door camera and so we know when people are showing up and stuff and we can kind of tell when they leave so we can come back and like the most annoying part is like we had people like not cancel their thing and they booked like an hour and we're just like chilling for, you know, over basically the whole hour because they booked it. They could show up at any point during that. So we're like, well, we guess we got to wait. And no, the, they never showed up and it was super annoying because it was like seven to eight o'clock and oh, bummer. I was like, there goes our night. And we had one like 5.30 to 6 earlier, so it was almost pointless to come home. And so we're just like sitting in a park waiting to come home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've i never sold a house, but I bought a house. And uh, it's fucking annoying <laughs> pretty much across yeah. the board. <laughs> well, it's been a like, change for us because where we were living, our house out there was on the market for like 270 days and we only ever had maybe like five people come look at it and we sold it after or two of those were the people that bought it. And so here it's been like, as soon as it was on the market, we just start getting notifications to have people come look at it. And it's just been kind of overwhelming. And I really don't like strangers in my house, especially when I'm not home. And so it's been weird, but it's all good. It's, I don't know, it's hopefully leading to being out of debt at the age of 37 or 6, whatever one I am now, and it'll be great. Hopefully. Nice. Yeah, I will not be out of debt from this house until I move or 30 years have passed, so I'll be like 70. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I also don't really like count. So when when people like talk that stuff like the sorry mm-hmm. we're adulting for a minute people um when they talk about debt like your mortgage tends to not be like one of the considered things and yeah because it's i mean you have to live <laughs> right well yeah and you have, you to, have, have to have a house to yeah you have to have shelter so um i don't it's know it's like a f- official rent almost until you pay it off yeah 
No, because you get the equity out of it. Like, we're going to bank off of selling this house. If we were renting, we wouldn't make shit. Yeah. So buying is like, you actually get anything out of it or, you know, if it increases like it has been with the market, it's real nice. I think the market's going to take a fucking dive and... That's Isn't it I'm, already? I'm diamond hands right now. I'm holding on <laughs> to this. Not the housing house market. It's a selling market right now. It's all yeah, for the, the market's still up for housing, but I think it's going to go down. Car market should hopefully go down too. Um, that's what I'm hoping because I'm going to have to get a car at some point. Well, um, cars, yeah. the issue was the chip shortage shit. So it well, was just hard to get a hold fucking, of one. People were just buying cars when the market was fucked. You know what I mean? Right. Like they were still buying, so they never had to like, change it you know what i mean yeah Yeah. it's really annoying it is a big necessity for you know everyday life especially as an adult when you know you gotta drive to work (laughs) very true so what else should we yes man might as well right (laughs) yeah i mean might as well i don't know what else is going on um yeah well james you already started why don't you go first this week you never go first sure um so I haven't, with all that said, I haven't really been playing a lot of video games. Uh, I did get to play some Smite this weekend a little bit. Um, it's still fun. Still enjoying it. Trying out new characters. Um, it's been very enjoyable. I did do the uh, Cupid, and that's like my new favorite. Cupid's oh, funny dude. shit. <laughs> yeah, he's really annoying and really strong. Like, if you're playing the right way with your team, you can... T- turn the tide of battle he's like mm-hmm. he's awesome. i was very good about dropping the health down for my teammates and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah cupid's been really fun um i bought i bought boulders gate three i didn't get a chance Hell to try yeah. it um I, i'm intrigued like i i thought i knew what it was i Cause like watching the trailer they have for it with the gameplay, it looks very like Diablo. But then I started watching somebody actually do gameplay and it's like you like the combat seems really slow paced. Is it like turn based in a way? It's turn based. Yeah. So it's a CRPG. Hmm. So it's more so it's like Divinity Original Sin where and it's it's basically um, a D&D game. You know, you have right. your turn, you have an action, like you have a set amount okay. of points you can do things within, you know? Well, they kept like attacking people and then like walking away and then going back and attacking them because I think they were like high level. They do like a fireball and then get out of there and then come back and hit them with a fireball again to cheese them. And mm. that's what was confusing me because I thought it was turn-based, but if you can just walk away from combat, that's kind of weird. Oh, no, I think that's probably someone that wasn't engaged in combat. So they were um, staying far enough out to just do an, yes. a random fire. Okay. Yes. So it's, 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 I, I have the early access cheese. of it. I just don't play a lot of it because, um, you know, I want to play when it comes out. Uh, and gaming has been crazy. We'll yeah. talk about it, but fucking Remnant 2 comes out next week. Like, what yeah. the fuck? I don't yeah. Know. I need to finish Final Fantasy. Like, there's so much going on, but it's I it's it's not for everybody. Turn based, you know, uh, like CRPGs right. like those. But if you can if you can be um, into like the patience it takes for it and kind of the strategy behind it, it's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm I'm fun. very excited. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I just said it looks fun, and I saw the co-op yeah. thing on there, so I was like, ooh. Yeah, and the co-op can be uh, funny too because you can basically co-op 
the the like story moments and in divinity at least you would like kind of rock paper scissors for who cho- whose choice wins so if you're playing <laughs> with the wrong people you know it can be uh it can be bad but it's it's funny so i think it's gonna be cool we'll definitely have to try to run through the campaign together uh yeah, yeah. do a co-op mode because you know we also play D D, so yeah we have it in a while but. um so yeah, gaming's been pretty uh limited with not being home, so um I also finished up the first season of Silo. We had about four or five season or episodes left and we went ahead and wrapped those up. Um man, it's a good little like mystery contained show and story and Rebecca Ferguson's great in it and I love her. Yeah. It got pretty interesting at the end i'm very intrigued we did not we want the new season like now is rashida jones in that too yes okay i saw a clip on facebook video sometimes will just show me random clips of movies or shows and i saw a clip of her going out and like cleaning a camera i don't know yeah that might be way late uh no i think that's very early if i remember okay yeah so, yeah, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend it. It isn't, like, fast-paced by any means. Like, it is kind of a, you know, not, I wouldn't even say suspense, but it's definitely a mystery, like, you know, detective-y feeling kind of show, um, all tied into being in the silo, and you're always kind of wondering, you know, what's going on and why they're in there and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I still recommend that. Um I think it's really good. It's yeah, it was good. And that's okay. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch it. I, I, I've got so much stuff on my backlog, but I'm going <laughs> to watch that for sure. Cause it looks cool. Hell yeah. Um, and speaking of Rebecca Ferguson, I, uh, actually went and saw mission impossible dead reckoning part one. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that came out this weekend. Um, I'm a big fan of the mission impossible movies. Um, it's basically, as much as I like really not a fan of the uh, Fast and Furious ones, this is like Fast and Furious with like the, t- you know, actual like espionage and, you know, like a real story. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, man, that movie. Let's see. I'm going to go 8.5 on it. Oh, I. Wow. um yeah, I I thought it was really great. I do think just like almost all movies here lately, it definitely they need to start aiming for a shorter runtime. God, um, yes, please. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah, especially with a part one. Like I, there's no reason if you're gonna do two parts to to do like a two and a half hour movie for part one. Um, I get it with like a Harry Potter. Because that's wrapping yeah. up a series. Well, see, this is wrapping up a series. I can't. Yep, I shouldn't have said that. I just. <laughs> but I don't know if it is. I don't know that they're ever gonna stop. I'm pretty sure this movies. is the end. From what really? I, I heard, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like these two movies are like the end of the Mission Impossible movies for Tommy. Oh, Tommy! I don't Bobby. believe it. Oh, Tommy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I think it should be. I I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Um, it, it's, I, uh, I absolutely love the movie. I'm not going to dive into spoilers just in case people do want to go see it. Um, there's, there's just some really great action in it. Um, 
good twists and turns with the story. It's very meta. Like it is a mostly about like an AI kind of like becoming self-aware and like kind of, you know, messing with everybody and even like leading the villain, the human villain kind of on his path and stuff like that. And it's really neat how they're using that and how, you know, present it is with the, like the, you know, um, writing strikes and all that shit and the acting strikes because, you know, the AI is thing is just like such a big fear for them. And, you know, a big, Oh yeah. Their jobs are deal. gone. They, they're really not needed. Right. Mm, it can't, it, no, not yet. That's they're, they're on their way out, but it still can't write good. <laughs> like it still can't be oh. creative. It doesn't have the, the method for creation just yet, yeah. but there will be a time soon where it can make movies like three that, years. Yeah. Yeah. That it'll be able to write movies that people want to watch because people are fucking dumb. Like, you know, it can yeah, already write songs because I mean. it knows the algorithmic like side right. of our brains. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean by it is like, cause we already have movies written by human beings and the, the suits already ruined those anyways. So mm-hmm. they don't, they don't really care. Could you imagine that there's probably scripts out there for movies that suck, that were really amazing, that were just destroyed by suits? Oh, dude, so there's, um, there's something called The Blacklist. I think it's called. Um, there's a podcast called Blacklist Table Reads where this guy reads scripts that are uh, on what's called The Blacklist, which are movies that are, are scripts that are good and studios bought them, but they never made them. They only bought them to stop other studios from buying them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or other yeah. studios from making them. And there was this, I don't know if they still do it, but this guy ran a podcast where he would have actors come in and they would do dramatic readings of those scripts. And it was really cool. Um, I would, I would listen to that at work because it was like fucking watching a movie, you know, like you could basically yeah. listen to a movie. It was fucking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. But yeah, man, I see that shit coming up as um, like the AI shit. Yeah, the, the music and stuff and movies and like, I don't know. I mean, what what else can we do? Like eventually, like there's going to be a day when you're buying a game and it's going to be like a selling point is like written without AI. Like that's going to be like a bonus <laughs> right. that like yeah. textures created without artificial intelligence. Like eventually, like it, I'm sure that's going to get to a point where it's cool because eventually – I think I've said this before. Eventually, we'll be able to like. Eventually, we'll have an an algorithm or a pro, or a program where you'll be able to type in, "Give me a game like Dark Souls 2 based in the Street Fighter universe," and then 20 minutes later, you're gonna have a fucking 60 hour game, right? That plays like Dark Souls 2, but it's in the Street Fighter universe. Like you're literally gonna be able to make up your own shit. Like people already do it with music. Like write me a Metallica song if the members were all the guys in Corn. And sure, that's not like not everybody has that act, has that technology or has that program, but it exists and it's out there. Like I heard some crazy shit where it was like some dude wanted to listen to a Kanye West album, but he wanted to hear it with Jay-Z rapping it. And it sounds like Jay-Z is rapping the whole Kanye West album. And it's it's uh, horrifying. It's completely terrifying. Yeah, it, it's AI scary. And and I say that not in the boomer way. It's scary in like from the creative perspective because it is really going to just trivialize uh, all creation and all like yeah. of the human spark that's in all that, you know? Yeah, yeah man. That's, Art that's is a gonna real be, fucking uh, bummer. Art's going to be real fucking weird in 20 years. And it blows because I look at some AI 
created art and it's fucking awesome. It's incredible. Yeah. That's still utilizing other people's art too, which is scummy as fuck, right? Like, cause it's also <laughs> still just amalgamating other art together. You need a base. Yeah. You need yeah. a base to, to something to base it off of. So, yeah. But it's like you said, it's only a matter of time before it's uh, smart enough to fucking just create based mm-hmm. on, all right, I'm feeding it this. Here's what I want. I want blah, blah, blah. You know, I want a painting in Picasso style with, uh, you know, this, this, whatever, you know, like some twist or some tweak. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there you go. You've got fucking Picasso making Dolly, you know, like a, a Dolly elephant or whatever. Yeah. Once it learns how to do hands, we're all fucked. <laughs> Dude, the best are like the images of like, you know, any any politician, Trump or Biden. But like when Trump was like the people, they were making them getting arrested and it looked like really real. And then you see his hands and they're like pixelated yeah. uh, fucking PlayStation one hands. Or it has like six or eight fingers just tell the fucking program five fingers dude yeah <laughs> just tell it five fingers yes i understand some people can be born with six some people can be born with four but just tell the program five like and you'll avoid the problem yeah <laughs> it's very yeah. very weird give them five fingers yeah i don't know but that's you know that's again us learning how to use the learning software too so yeah yeah, I I'm I'm definitely open to it with the gaming part. I think acting wise, I'm I get what they're going for and the writers and the actors. I'm I'm all like pro them on that stuff. But as far as gaming goes, if it'll open up time for these developers to I don't know, produce these games quicker, like you have it model worlds and stuff for them. Um at least do base level modeling and stuff, kinda like Yeah. That, that terrain stupid um whatever the hell it's called the high times or whatever the hell game <laughs> jeff the oh. boy made uh what the hell was that oh called? oh god, uh, high, god. High, higher high, the, the one the game that justin roiland high made, on life? favorite guy oh high on life. justin roiland's yeah. game my bad yeah, i thought you he meant the one where like, climbing he used a ton of ai for that game so yeah the voices uh, yeah, which I is think another thing that. I heard about. Well, go ahead, Jimmy. I was just saying, I think he did more than that because oh, like he wanted to, do, like, to save budget like because he was wanting to do the game but didn't have like a studio and all this shit to like really back it the way yeah. you know, big developers yeah, would. I mostly yeah. heard about the voices and the, the voice writing mm-hmm. and like, the dialogue and shit, but he probably used it for a bunch of other stuff. You know, like give me factory textures – and right. then you just well no you boom, can teach done. it to code or whatever program that uh, that's where i think it's going to be really helpful for mm-hmm. like like you're saying james where it's going to help developers streamline the process where smaller budgeted games can potentially get made quicker because yeah. you know they can they can not have 48 developers they can teach two computers to do stuff you know well, i mean even if it just helps what number of developers they have to get stuff done mm-hmm. like i mean you can't tell me that Starfield didn't do that. Like they definitely told it to generate the planets because they have a thousand. They could not have sat there and done. Oh that. yeah, like that's uh, like to. the other game, one that Keith was really into. Planet 
something or the one the the one the planet game where you where there's a million planets or something. Oh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. They're yeah. like it's got <laughs> uh, eighty million planets that are explorable. It's like fuck right. you. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. Fuck Shut up. You. Give me Liar. twelve that are good, and I'm good with that. Yeah, give me a planet with fucking you know uh, World of Warcraft graphics, but Diablo combat and you know whatever, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I heard about is like, ugh, stop saying like so much. Uh, the other thing I heard about is actors selling the rights to their voices after they die. Meaning Morgan Freeman's family is going to get like forty million or like four hundred million dollars when he dies for the rights to his voice and a company is going to own his voice. I'm I'm just saying him because he's one of the most famous voices we know. But I mean James Earl Jones already did that for Disney years ago. Really? They own his voice? Yeah, they used a oh, wow. AI generated for the Obi Wan show. That's fucking nuts. So and then I that made me think like, oh, like oh, what about the future? When people are aspiring to be actors, I want to be an actor my whole life. But somebody buys the <laughs> rights to Robert De Niro and yeah. says, we want your likeness. And then, you know, in 20 years, there's movies with a 32-year-old Robert De Niro right. that looks flawless. And they're just going to want Tom Cruise and they're going to want, you know, whoever else, Mila Kunis or fucking whoever they want. They want like specific so imagine a future where everyone's just using kind of like it's almost how the biggest movies and stories we have today are just retold stories from the 80s and the 90s when people created new ip but now we're just rehashing so i could see an era of our film history happen where there's 50 years where all the movies are just Here's a movie with Ben Affleck in his prime. Here's a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, but what he looked like in the beach instead of like, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio we have now who is slowly turning into Jack Nicholson. So it's uh, that's a scary thought for people who are aspiring for that, which is terrible. And the actors and the celebrities, of course, are going to do it because they're going to say, well, I got 30 years left on my life. And if you want to own my likeness and whatever, give me this money now or set my family up. So that's, um, yeah, AI is pretty much going to destroy art. I don't know how I feel about it because it's something that you can't really stop. There really is no way to stop it other than, uh, I forgot, uh, scorched earth, you know. No, I think we're years it. and years out from any of that stuff. I, I don't know. I think like, that we are like something like 10 years away from a movie coming out with Al Pacino, a 40 year old Al Pacino thriller that looks perfectly awesome. And I would imagine we probably already have it in certain used in scenes in other movies already, obviously, but I can see a movie coming out in the next 10 years and it's like a dead actor or a, a old actor and it's their likeness starring in a film. So someone's going to get paid to act in the movie. They and then they're just going to tell the Jones. algorithm, cover this guy. The new Indiana Jones. He was like young yeah. for a good chunk of it. They, oh, um, I didn't see it. What they did with that is they pieced together old footage of him. Oh, okay. in, like they used that to basically an animate. I don't know how you would describe it, but they used old footage to make this. And uh, so it's not digital de-aging. It's like a new thing, which that's they more just where probably Jesse's like cut game. out his old version of him, his young version, and just placed it into new scenes. Yeah, they like masked his older, you know, his younger face on his older 
body, I think, mm-hmm. in some way. I don't know. I just saw a thing It's like about deep it. faking. It's like next yeah. next level deep fake. But that's how we'll get what you're talking about, Jesse, where it's like they're not going to AI create it. They're going to be able to animate it using old stuff, which I think always looks bad if you're asking me. But Yeah. He's yeah, a bummer. Was... I mean, I don't care because I'm not an actor, but I can imagine that that field of work is going to suffer greatly once this really takes off. And I mean, music already. Go ahead, James. No, you're good. Oh, like music already. Sure, for the, you may not be my favorite genres, but for things like pop and hip hop stuff that are predominantly digital things, we can't really tell because those are already done. But it's going to suck real bad when digital drums sound real. And there's, I've already seen programs that put in the, they splice in mistakes here and there so that the drums sound real, like they're actually recorded. So that's going to be a super bummer, man. <laughs> it's going to mm. be, it's going to sound awesome. It's going to be cool, but it's going to be, it's a real question of like, it's an, I guess it's a artistic ethics. Like, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter because even though art is very important, it's just entertainment. But ethically, it's going to be strange because it's going to be really great sounding stuff that's going to essentially be soulless. But we already know that people won't care. You know, they'll just enjoy the fast and quick turnaround of the shiny new toy. Yeah. It's going to be Marvel everything. (laughs) Every Mm -hmm. week, a new fucking AI generated version of something we already like. Yeah, and there's going to be one asshole on Reddit where you're going to see, for the last 15 years, I've been running this this algorithm program to create a two-hour and 45-minute two movie for every comic book ever written. <laughs> I fed it every issue of X-Men, all 80,000 issues. Now we have 80,000 two-hour and 45-minute movies. Uh, it's, it's Obviously, that's a huge leap. But I can see it getting there. That is more like in 100 years or in 80 years or in 68 years. Add one, 69. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Mission Impossible has bought AI. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, go see it. I'm not going to keep going on about (laughs) it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Yeah. Why the fuck did he have to ride the dirt bike to the mountaintop, like, to tr- jump off? Why didn't he just leave the dirt bike and then jump off the mountain and just, like, fly down? Um, uh, to avoid the crags? Um, I mean, that was the case at the cliff he rode up to first, but that wasn't the case of the part he jumped off of. Um, because when he looked over the edge of the spot he actually jumped off of, it was just straight down, so there was actually... Yeah. So, like, they made a point of him talking about how he needed to be able to clear, you know, the uh, mountain. And then he goes off that jump and that, like, shows a shot straight down. And it's, like, a straight down clearing. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm saying. It was mostly to the- get speed to, like, I think get f- – because he had a distance to go to get to the train and shit. So, mm. but yeah, I, just, I think every- it was- Stunt. Every time I see the trailer, that's what I think about. I'm like, but, but why? <laughs> you're on like a high ass and just jump off. Like you're just wrecking a fucking motorcycle into like whoever's down there, a bear or whatever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's probably bear. just for the added momentum. 
and shit. Yeah. And because he's Tom Cruise and he wanted to do a stunt. So Yeah. And he was like, you know, it'd be dope. What if hear me out, I do something crazy and fucking scary and try to die. They're like, you know what? I mean, that's a lot sir, of the yes, stuff sir. that that is a lot of it. Like I know that stunt where he jumped across the buildings and like ended up like breaking his ankle or whatever. That was just something he wanted a shot that shot for like 15 years and like he wanted to put it in that movie or ended up putting it in that movie and they kind of told him no, <laughs> but yeah, you, know, you can't tell him no, not at this point. So no, <laughs> he'll, he'll still, I mean, we talked about him last week, but Tom Cruise will still never be better than Jackie Chan at being Jackie Chan, you know? Yeah. He'll never hit that. Well, cause Jackie Chan was a martial artist and he would do the fight scenes, but Tom Cruise is, I mean, you know, he's a good stunt man. You gotta give him that. You have to give it to him. He, he does his shit. I don't have to do it. Yeah, well, you don't have to. But um, did you see Indiana Jones, James? No. Oh, okay, I was about to say I was asking you to rate it, but yeah, no, I don't. I would. I thought about it for maybe one and a half seconds, and then I was like, I'm not. Who am I fooling? Indiana, Indiana Jones hasn't jo- been good since. It's never been the my second thing. one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I don't know. It's never. No, it's not really ever pulled me in ever. So when I was a kid, it was awesome. I actually tried to put on the original uh, Temple of Doom. I think is the first one today. Raiders of uh, the Lost Ark. No, wait. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the first one. Temple of Doom is two. And Last Crusade is three. Because I love Temple of of Doom. Temple of Doom is the shit. I still like that one. It's kind of corny, but I can still watch it for the most part somewhat. I like the little kid. I tried to watch one of it on Disney Plus and it was really bad. Well, it was like one minute in and I was like, I don't want to do this. So then I shouldn't even <laughs> say it was really bad. I just I immediately was like, I don't have any interest in this. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just people walking through the woods and then, you know, I don't know. I was just like, I'm going to put on uh, something else. And I put on something horror, of course. Yeah, pretty much. That's the oh, go to yeah. spook city. Mission Impossible. So I watched uh, Fallout. What was was what was the last one? It was Fallout. I think Fallout. Fallout. Okay, I watched that on a uh, airplane, and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, I watched uh, the first uh, Mission Impossible, and that was also really good. Yeah, I think yeah, the, the first uh, one was cool. I remember that. Yeah. The first one and Fallout are the the top two for me. Still, yeah, Fallout was terrific, and I still think the first one's really great. Yeah, the chewing gum on the glass was great. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of characters still from then, and yeah, it's just it's that really is cool one to see thing. Yeah, that's one on thing they that. do really well. Is I'm sorry, I can't, I can barely hear you sometimes. So if I'm talking over you, that's my bad. Um, one thing they do really well, I feel like, is they bring back the you know they bring back characters and everything feels cohesive in those movies, even though they're like 30 years old. You know, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Isn't Cornetto buddy in the first one? No, he's in the newer ones. Okay, so okay, okay, okay. Who? I remember him. Uh, Simon. um, Simon. Simon, Okay, I was gonna say Simon Cowell, but that's the singer guy, the guy who shows people they can't sing. Yeah, yeah. Simon. He's in all of them. So he's 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 saying Cornetto because uh, that's the name of the trilogy from Shaun of the Dead is the Cornetto trilogy. Hot Fuzz is is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and then the end of the world. End of the world. But wait, 
James, am I right? Is he in the first? Right? He's no. the guy. In, he's in the van. Yeah, he's in all of them. Oh, really? He's in the yeah. first one. He's in the. That was like when oh. him and uh, oh, what's his name are in all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're his. I, I, you know what I'm man in the chair for like every single movie. I'm thinking of I think Star Trek because he wasn't in the first one and then he was in the I don't remember he he showed mm-hmm. up in a, in a series and I was like oh <laughs> yeah he was I think he showed up in the maybe the second one for Star Trek yeah damn did he take the place of the poor kid who got died no 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 oh god I still think about that kid sometimes one. I'm so I'm so horrified by his death I think dude. I think I'm wrong James I think you're right I think he's in all of those too. Because he was on the planet, like holding down the fort when, um, what's his name gets kicked out of the ship, and that's that's uh, that's the first one. So yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, I think he is in all of them. Those are good too, real good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I enjoy all those. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Just you guys. One of you guys ready? Go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, good. And I got yeah, that's true. I'm good. I should have said it earlier. I Exo Primal came out, and I'm gonna review Exo Primal. But go ahead, Aaron. Oh yeah, I played uh, that a little bit, but it's whatever. <laughs> oh, you played that too? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk Game about Pass. it. Pass. I forgot. I should probably get it and try it. But um, so I finished up from season two. Um, it was it was pretty good, and then I got annoyed. So, <laughs> um. It's it's one of those shows that's like the the mystery is the central focus of it, right? It's like what is going on? Will spooky yuki, you know, whatever. Um, and that just continues forward. You get no answers, and this is the second season of that, like where the mystery keeps building and building, and you're getting nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not interested in doing that. I don't think. Yeah. Um. So we will see. Um. It has some cool stuff in it. It's very horror. Um. You know, horror forward, which I like, but um, and this this season, I think, um, was never like I think originally they were tr- going to try to get it on TV in some way. So it wasn't as like bloody or there wasn't a lot of cursing, at least that no. I remember this season's a full like people getting their heads ripped in half. and oh, shit. Like, yeah. Um, and they're cursing a lot. You know, they're saying the F word, which I think is cool. The acting's all really good in it. There's a lot of really cool like characters and and uh, people that I really enjoy watching uh, struggle through their lives. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I think I'm not going to get answers, and that's going to really fucking annoy me. Uh, yeah, I could just feel that, you know. Well, we already know it's the Lost Guy, so that's kind of what he thinks yeah. equates like art. Yeah, it's like great. You think that less is more, therefore let me give them nothing so that they it's 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 really dumb. It's just unsatisfying is is the word I would use for it, right? Like it just doesn't feel good when you're like, what's happening next? And then, you know, another thing happens, you're like, what the fuck is that? And they will never tell you. And then but instead of telling you the next week, you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's another thing that you've never seen. You know, like it's just that over and over again. And it's a lot of like um, this person's doing – this weird thing they're like digging a hole and they're going in a tree and the tree leads them to another place and you're like well where the fuck's that gonna go and you get like no answers like oh it gets like that it gets like magic-y oh yeah yeah they're so the whole story is they're they're trapped so it's it's almost silent hill that's the only way i can really explain it it's Mm -hmm. like you go 
if you're, you're you'll be driving and it doesn't matter where you are really because it happens kind of randomly um people will be driving they'll see a downed tree in the road and when they go around it they're in this town now and they can't get out and mm. every night these monsters show up uh and they look like people and they try to trick you into opening the door and when you open the door they fucking rip your face off and eat you um and so it's just about all the different people that have gathered in this town and like you know slowly are trying to or, you know trying to survive and different groups of people are showing up and the old people are trying to help you know trying to help the new people live and and understand what's going on and just whatever they're all trying to survive this insane scenario right it's it's cool and it's 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 fun in that way where it's like holy shit you know this is like wild stuff going on right yeah i saw the first episode and it was a really cool premise they're just never gonna give you up, they're never gonna, never gonna, gonna let you, you down <laughs> they're just never gonna tell you what the fuck it is so yeah that sucks dude they're never gonna give you the answers that you seek and that is really frustrating i just want to watch a show that tells me what's going on and i mean maybe if they have a cancel cancellation or something you know they get told they're like gonna be done maybe they'll fucking wrap it up the right way but i wouldn't bet on it um no because then you also- can milk it forever yeah and it's getting, you know, it it has a following. Um, you know, people are intrigued by that. But if 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 you know that the guy from Lost is in it, and you didn't learn a fucking lesson from Lost. I can't help you. You know, like <laughs> uh, they're never gonna give you any of what you want. So, um, I also watched Megan. Uh, that was oh on, hell yeah. Um, that was on Prime. I watched that, um, and it was pretty okay. I was not blown away by it. Um, nothing really fucking happens for a while. And then it's, you know, it hits like once it hits its stride, it's fucking balls to the walls, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just crazy doll shit. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was, but, it was fine. It was just building in the beginning pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I think so there hits a moment spoilers. If you've never seen this, so, you know, you've all seen the fucking doll and you know, it's just Chucky. Basically it's just mm-hmm. like new age, Chucky, new age yeah. AI Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a spot in there in like the middle where like the little girl just starts going crazy because the the main lady takes the doll away because it killed a little kid. And like (laughs) the little girl starts going fucking bonkers, like kicking and screaming and freaking out. And like it was like not set up at all. Like the little girl's like kind of shitty the whole time. Like she's a shitty actor. She's just kind of like dead like a deadpan and you know the beginning of the movie is she loses her parents and whatever and you know Mm -hmm. the 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 her aunt her mom's sister takes her in because obviously her sister's dead and she doesn't know what the fuck to do right and it's like obviously it's either take her or give her to the state yeah like feels guilty and takes her yeah none of us would know what to do in that scenario and whatever right but it's she's like kind of boring and then the aunt doesn't really like the the main ladies doesn't really give us anything either like you don't really feel anything for either of these people mm-hmm. but megan starts fucking hurting animals and little ripping little kids ears off and pushing them <laughs> to traffic and shit and Fuck yeah and so the aunt recognizes okay something's wrong it takes her a really long time to kind of realize like <laughs> it's it's very <laughs> obvious what's happening. <laughs> well, it's it's super obvious because they're they're testing the doll, or whatever, and the doll says like, uh, what, what ends up happening is is that 
the doll overhears them talking about death because of the girl's parents dying. And the doll goes, what's death? And she's like, uh, and they, they're kind of hesitant to, to explain it to to Megan. And Megan goes basically, never mind. I just looked up death on the internet, downloading everything to do with death. And then coincidentally, <laughs> like then creepy shit starts happening and they don't realize maybe it's the sentient AI in the titanium body with the indestructible fucking bones that is, is doing this, but it's fucking sick. And- <laughs> yeah, so it's it's fun enough, but it didn't do enough for me, uh, gore wise or even pushing mm-hmm. the horror or anything. Like it's just kind of safe. Yeah. Um, but there was just that moment. I, I don't know if you remember this, but it's when like she goes, she's like gonna turn Megan off or take her away because the little kid gets killed. Then the fucking old lady's dead, and she's like, oh shit, the fucking doll is killing everybody <laughs> that's posed a threat to you know this little girl. The girl's just like, I want my dad. And she's like throwing yeah. chairs and like slaps her, claws her face and shit. And I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Like, she's just hanging out with it. It's a fucking doll. And like, they set it up in a way because the therapist is like, have you heard of imprinting or like trauma bonding? I don't remember. She does wackadoo fucking I think imprinting shit. or something. Yeah. Every every horror movie since the ring has to have that moment where someone explains what's happening, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> some doctor or somebody shows up, but it just, it didn't make a lot of sense. And they didn't give us the thing, at least maybe I missed it, but they didn't give us like the lightning striking the doll or whatever. It's just like a, a, a black mirror episode. Almost. It's just like, this is what's going to happen. If AI goes too crazy, like it's going to go on the internet and teach itself about death or whatever. So I kind of like and dislike that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I would have loved the campy, like, oh, they were uploading her hardware, and then the guy that forgot to put the restrictor in the first doll that's face exploded, like, forgets to upload the, you know, the no murder part. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it was just she... literally AI. And the fucking thing at the end, the little girl putting oh, on the robot God. and beating up Megan was so dumb. Because if it was the ant, right? Like if if it was like they switched it where Megan is there beating up the little girl at the end and like, you know, about to kill her. And then you see the ant stand up after getting her head beat up a bunch and she like clicks her fist together and then beats the shit out of Megan. It would make sense. That's the robot she created and has used the whole time, right? And she knows how to use the hands because they're hers. Yes. The little girl watched her do it once. One time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we needed either to have the setup be like, Hey, use the robot to do your chores, you know, like walk around the house before Megan's in the house, you know, like before the little girl gets Megan, have her playing with that robot um, for a while and like building a playground or, you know, like building a tree house or something like that'd be a way to show like, okay, she's she's becoming fluent in robotics or working with this robot. She just like sees her aunt do it once push her fist together and then beats the brakes off (laughs) this fucking robot. Yeah. Uh, I remember when they showed that thing, I was yeah, just like, oh, like, man, that's what gun. they're going to. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's what they're going to beat her with. They're going to beat her with the robot. Uh, also, like, so you watched it on Prime. So you watched the R rated cut. Yes. Because remember, they, the, the movie was rated R, but then they realized. I think what happened was is a video went viral of Megan dancing on like TikTok. And then they realized, like, oh, okay, recut the movie, make it PG-13 so teenagers can see it so we can make more money. And that's why there's not much gore in it, but also, I think it was still kind of weak. That 
dance scene. I know I'm a little bit all over the place because I'm only thinking about the because it's like kind of boring and there's like these little pockets of cool shit that happens, right? And like mm-hmm. obviously we've all seen that. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> She's escaping really from the lab and the owner of the company, the CEO of the company that made her, is just like, wait, what are you doing out? And then she starts dancing and tries to kill him. Or what does kill yeah. him? And you're like, what? Like, why is she dancing? We never see like for TikTok. So, I know. In the commercial. In the trailer, you see Megan and the girl doing a dance together. Mm-hmm. I think they cut that scene from the movie. Um, yeah, probably. Be, be, like, if she had, if they had done that and then they used it to trick a little boy in the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Like, it would make sense. In this, there's literally no, she's, <laughs> she's just walking down a hallway and the guy's like, what the fuck? And then she does a little dance and he's like, uh, and then she starts running and he's like, ah, and then he, she rips him in half. Yeah, it's probably it was, to distract him, I guess. But yeah, it was. I remember watching it and thinking, "Well, that's odd." Like, yeah, it's it just didn't make dancing. any sense to me. But I thought it was cool, but I just thought it was weird. I would love to see like a hard R version of this movie written mm-hmm. and like done because it's a. She's a really cool villain in terms of looks. Like, she's a very creepy creature, you know. Yeah, uh, and. I will say the the aunt is a good actress. It's the it's the girl from uh, Get Out um, and from Girls or what I think she's from Girls. One of the whatever. Um, she's a good actress. They just her character didn't have a lot to do. Yeah. And they set up in a way that she's a fucking nerd. Like she's a robotics person. She's an engineer. You know. So it it does play okay. Like you're not like oh this is bullshit whatever. But it's just she doesn't even try to like be with the 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 little girl. Or try to help her in any way. You could tell she doesn't understand how to connect with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't really play into that enough. Nothing gets pushed far enough, I don't think. Yeah, it's pretty safe and kind of bland. But I'm going to give it... Sorry, I'm going to give it like mm-hmm. a seven. Or a six and a half. I'll give it a six and a half. It's fine. Yeah. It's it's on Prime. You know, like, it's it's free in that case. Like, quote-unquote free. You're already paying for Prime, but it's included. Um and on a Sunday night while I was playing fucking Halls of Torment, it was a great little thing to watch on the side, but it didn't uh, didn't change my life, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I took from it, which was, it was kind of a, well, even before I say that, as I'll say is, if you have somebody in your life who can't really do horror, then you can watch this together. Like, if someone is yes. like, oh, like, if you have a... Uh, like a girlfriend or a spouse or a partner who's like not super into horror, but will maybe try it for you. Then for them, they'll be like, oh, that was scary. Like it's it's a good introductory kind of mild horror. It's more I, I wouldn't even say creepy because there's not there's no scares in the movie at all. And there's no. not even they didn't even use the doll in like creepy shots. So there's no creep factor and there are no scares. It's just she. It's it is an unsettling doll because it's got an AI face. Uh, but I kind of got the same thing where it wasn't really that great of a movie, but I think they knocked it out of the park, creating a new boogie for yes. the Rogues Gallery. Mm-hmm. I think Megan is a super awesome character, and they can like I'm excited that they've created this new character that could actually be used for some pretty. That could actually be used for some pretty. <laughs> for some. Pretty and then creepy. the doll. Chase the boy from a uh, tree. I think that if used properly, which I don't believe they're going to, that this character could do some really awesome 
cool has cool potential, but I feel that the fact that they saw the movie get popular and they're like, ooh, knock it down to PG-13, make it for kids, I think that we're fucked. And I think yeah. it's going to be a complete waste of a character. But but the idea and the potential of what Megan can be is awesome, but I, I really don't feel like they're going to f- take it as far as it needs to. I really wish somebody co- – I really hope somebody comes in and they're like, look, dudes, we got to push this to a hard R and make it a fucking horror movie. But then again well- – Kids, you know it's cool for kids to have that, I guess. You know what I kept questioning too? Why was she like mean? <laughs> like vindictive. Like she's a AI, you know, like she wouldn't have emotion per se. She would be be able to emote, right? You would teach it. But like, why was it torturing the neighbor with the light? Why was she like spraying her with I don't even know what it was. It was like bug spray or something. But like oh, I see what you wouldn't mean. she just crush her skull and be like, target you know, threat removed or whatever. Yeah, it would just go for the most effective kill. So it would basically just punch you at the base of the neck and yeah. break your spine every time. Yeah, I guess. Because, I mean, I, I can understand why. Because I was trying to, I was kind of noticing that when I was watching it. And I was kind of trying to find holes in that where it does mostly just react pretty well to threats to the girl. But, yeah, it kind of, like, creatively kills Well, the, like, think... Like, Think of why, the little boy at the camp. Yeah, why rip his ear off? Yeah, why say, this is where you run, and then run on all fours at him? Why is she running on all fours? Because <laughs> well, you could probably run faster that way. I'll get. I'll, I'll try to, I'll try like to that, play devil's well, advocate and say yes. that. Maybe that was a faster way to run. Well, what we should have seen was like, her viewing cheetahs, right? Or some like some animal, like yes, viewing fastest mammal, and then just being like, oh, okay, and then mimicking that gate, you know, and then you're like, oh shit, yeah. See, why do we have to be the ones to say this shit? Yeah, like, this is what pisses me off about movies and art. Back to the AI shit. Speaking of AI, cause Megan, who, like, do you know that there's got to be somebody on these movie sets and in these boardrooms who's just pulling their hair out, like guys. This doesn't make sense. And they're just like, <laughs> and it's the meme where they just throw them out the window. Yeah. Someone's like, like the first, someone's like, how do we make Megan better? And someone's like, do a TikTok dance. And the next person is like, lower the rating so more people can watch it so we make more money. And the third guy's <laughs> like, put some contextual relevance in the movie. And they're like, kick him out the window. Yeah. And uh, it's a bummer, dude, because why do we have to be the ones to tell you that? That's like, like a super good idea. Like Chucky was a serial killer in a doll, right? So Charles Lee Ray. Yeah. Megan is an adaptive learning computer, basically. Like, she she didn't have enough time to learn to be cruel, you know? Like, it would take, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a scientist, a data scientist especially, so I don't know. But, like, you would think it would take a while for a, a, an AI to evolve cruelty into its programming, right? Rather, she's right? getting it from all the cruelty in the world. True, the internet. Sure. It's like Naruto when he does his multi-clone. It's so he can build XP faster. <laughs> That's true. It's the same shit. She's just, yeah. It's it's just int- like it doesn't. They don't give you a justification that makes sense, and they don't really show her learning this stuff. She just starts being fucking weird immediately. Like she's immediately creepy. Yeah, and it doesn't make like that's why I'm saying we didn't get the like. Uh oh, someone sent her porn or something weird, you know, <laughs> like someone mm-hmm. used her to watch porn or to watch murder videos. Like someone streamed her 9-11 for 36 hours or whatever, you know, like it, it none of that happens. She's just crazy immediately. 
Yeah. And then she sings uh, all these songs for no reason. There's no context for that either. She's just, just yeah. Like, she's just singing like when they do the trial run and the girl starts crying for no reason about her dead parents. I mean, obviously her parents <laughs> died like two weeks ago, so it's sad. But like, she's been stoic, right? Completely normal. Then she's in a room with a mirror and a doll, and she just starts like sobbing and is like, "I miss my mom." Whatever. When she knows what's on the other side of it, like she knows what's going on, right? Yeah. At that part, I was like, I, is she faking? What is she doing? And then Megan just starts singing to her and plays back her own memory. Like, she's like, tell me a good memory of your mom. And then she, like, tells her. And then Megan just repeats it in the little girl's own voice, like, just a recording. And the girl's like, yay, it's great. And then she starts singing and everyone cries. And I'm like, I, this is cre-. Like, if I was sitting there, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird because, like I said, it's potentially the potential is 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 great. Probably but potentially one of the better things that has come out, like one of the better IPs to be created. I'd say maybe in like a couple of decades, bro. In the last twenty things, this is probably one of the top five best ideas in horror. And I just feel like, unfortunately, because it blew up online and they had to reduce it. And, you know, I I almost want to say that I'm I'm kind of okay with them leaving a PG-13 because maybe this can be something for, like, you know, high school kids to go see. But then again, high school kids are going to sneak into rated R movies as part of growing up, do it. So it's maybe something cool for kids. And I want to be selfish and be an adult and say, no, make it hard R, rip somebody's fucking throat out. But... It doesn't even yeah. need all that. It just needed better writing, honestly. She could have yeah. been creepy as fuck, but, like, they just didn't... I don't know. I'm with you in that the opportunity was there. Like, she's... Yeah. Her design is so fucking crazy. Like, she just looks awesome, and you know that, like, you could do so much with her, and they just don't. Also, yeah. first, Indiana Jones was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, so I said. I know. I'm just... I, I had oh, yeah. it up. I was looking, because um, I was like, I can't remember which one I was trying to watch. Yeah, and uh, fuck, what was the last thing I was gonna say about Megan that you just said? But it's a of... six and a half out of ten. It's it's a perfectly fine movie, and like you said, if you've got thirteen, fourteen year old kid, or you know, like got kids at home, maybe they're mature enough to like, you know, even like eleven, twelve year olds, like you could watch this and be fine. Like, I mean, it wasn't. It's a it's a toy that goes crazy. I don't know. I think I would say I like the Child's Play remake. Uh, more than this in terms of AI monster doll. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll give it that. Uh, damn, I had one last idea for it, but I forgot it. Fuck it. It's okay. Um, I also watched uh, The Town That Dreaded oh, wait, Sundown. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I do. <laughs> did you notice they, 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 they didn't go hard enough? It's either don't do it or do it. They It's almost half comedy. Yeah, but then also tries to take itself serious because it's okay to have some levity and have some funny moments, but it's almost some of the characters are comedically dumb. Oh yeah, like the like guy that dumb, she works with and the yeah. CEO. They're like, and then the they're other like, dude that he beats up on all the time. They're yeah. like cartoon characters, and it's yeah. like, well, look, like make a decision. Either make this a campy movie or. I don't know how I felt about it because I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I thought that it was a little bit like make a decision, either go yeah. full camp. Pick a or, lane. Yeah, pick a lane because you're trying to be like emotional, serious kind of thriller, 
And then you have moments that are so almost cartoonish in the comedy that it feels it felt a little bit like off. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I also watched The Town That Dreaded Sundown, which is the, the remake. Yeah. Well, it was a sequel, really. Um, but yeah, it was the 2013 like reboot kind of or whatever the the boot cool however they call that, um, okay. where it's like a reboot but or a soft reboot I think that's what they call it right yeah it's a sequel to the original it's that movie was made about 73? a true story yeah so, yeah something like that it's it's a long time ago and then mm -hmm. this is that town um, every year they get together and they watch that movie because it made their town famous and it's based on a true story, but you know, they took a lot of liberties, whatever. Cause it was, um, it was a little bit of Zodiac. It was a little bit of a bunch of murders made into a movie. It was all right. Six. Oh, even yeah. 1976. Um, it was okay. It was fun enough. I mean, it was fine. It's got the, it was in 2013. They made this and it feels like a 2000 and like, early 2000s horror movie it's got that like everyone's too pretty mm. uh you remember that like wave where everybody was like hyper attractive low-rise jeans on all the girls all the guys have like perfectly coiffed like beaver hair even yeah you know, like, like uh i know what you did last summer time house of wax that. like all that stuff oh yeah. god yeah okay <laughs> it has that um and then it does these weird <laughs> editing things where like She's reading stuff, and you see it's like a close over eye, and it's superimposed inside of her eyeball, like the, all the newspaper clippings and shit she's reading. Um, just weird choices like that. Was it practical but, or computer? No, no, it was CG. Like that stuff was done. Okay. In There's some cool shots. It's very definitely very film school. Um, and what I mean by that is like, if you've been in a film class, James will know. I will know. You know, like anyone who's been in a film class, even if you didn't go to film school. Um, or any kind of like even photography class, you can see the people that are trying hard. They learn something. They're like, I got to do that. You know, like, oh, yeah, it has like the like <laughs> there's a therapist she's talking to and it's a shot of her and then reflected in the window to her right is the main character. Like, so it's like a two shot with a reflection. And it was like cool. But I was like, mm, it's like amateurish. Right. Like there's something yeah. to it where you're like, that's cool. But it doesn't work because movies are supposed to be about suspending disbelief, right? Mm -hmm. So we're supposed to be a third-party omniscient with the the character, and she would not be looking like I don't know. It just didn't. It doesn't play right. But I don't need to see your degree. Yeah, with the scene. But it was cool. It had an interesting twist, uh, some interesting stuff, and the final girl is uh, great. She's actually married to the main dude. Well, was married to the main dude from the bear. Uh, her name is Addison Timlin, I think. Um, you've probably seen her. Like I, I looked her up because I was like, I've seen. Like, what have I seen her in? And it was she was in like TV and stuff. So I must have just seen a trailer for this movie or something. But she was married to the guy from The Bear, uh, and <laughs> they just got divorced, I guess. But um, fuck yeah, dude. But it was it was fine. It's also on Prime. It was a fun little popcorn movie, you know. Like, there's one thing that I noticed in it. Everybody whispers. <laughs> there's like. It's like they ADR'd most of it, um, which means they record the dialogue outside of the, the movie. So anytime you you hear and you can clearly tell someone's voice is not what you're seeing in the scene, you mm -hmm. know? So not just like classic kung fu movie style, but that style of sound, like where you hear that and you're like, that ain't what they're talking. That's not them talking right there, you know? Yeah. It sounds like too perfect. You don't hear room tone. You don't hear any of that. They did most of that. And it's they're always like, I'm leaving tomorrow. 
<laughs> and then he's like, I won't see you again. Yeah. I know. It's killing me. And it just sounds, I'm like, just fucking talk. Like, talk like normal people. It's, I'm it's not, frustrating. I'm not sure if I'm remembering correctly. I think so, because it was pretty recently. I think it was when I tried to rewatch Suspiria, but like the original. Oh, yeah. I think like the entire movie is just dubbed. Oh, yeah. So Argento uh, would film those movies in Italy with Italian actors. Yeah. And then record English. And it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. It's not only that. It's just that when they went to do the ADR and record the voices, it's just the voices. So there's no room sound. There's it's nothing. So like the actors are moving and talking, but all you hear is people sitting, just talking like the voices are very kind of. It's like listening to this podcast right now, yeah, right? right? But like but, we're but outside and there's it, cars well, driving by. Yeah, and like, yeah. It was, <laughs> I was trying to watch it and it was just like, it was almost like silent. Except I for tried like... To, <laughs> I tried to watch Demon, I think. One of the Argento movies that was on uh, Shudder and I couldn't get through it. I, I, I was like, I, that was exactly... I, A, there was no original Italian language dialogue mm-hmm. because... He makes the Italian people speak English. <laughs> it's like yeah. so. It's, it's and then he dubs them. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. But yeah. So I would give Town of the Dreaded Sundown probably like a six. It was fine. It, it was perfectly passable. Um, uh, and then I, today I watched uh, the newest episode of Secret Invasion. Um, and man, God, I keep forgetting about that. Everyone's hating on it, but I'm actually liking it. If you liked uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, and or like even Falcon and Winter Soldier after that, it's it's more of that. It's like uh, more grounded. Yes, there's aliens. You know, the scrolls are there, but it's it's more of like a boots on the ground kind of show. It's about Nick Fury dealing with an invasion of scrolls. You know, but this episode had a cool thing where the main bad guy is a super scroll, and what you realize is instead of the Fantastic Four because we don't have them yet, they're using the heroes that we have in the MCU. So he uses a fucking, instead of Mr. Fantastic, he uses Groot. So he shoots out a tree arm and like grabs someone Mm. and pulls them in and uses them as a human shield. And I was like, that's a really smart way for the Mm -hmm. MCU to introduce this because they do not have a Mr. Fantastic yet. You know, Reed Richards isn't here. We've seen him, but not the real him, right? So I thought that was cool. And then they heal using Extremis which was another cool nod. You can see that they have the extremist power. Um, and you see it in this episode, uh, Khaleesi, whose name is Gaia, um, <laughs> the, the actress that plays Khaleesi, I forget her name, but she's... Emily, Emma. No, no. It's, it's, me. it's something like that, yeah. But she's uh, um, the scroll from Captain Marvel, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, his character, I think his name is... Fuck, what's his name? Talos. Talos. Yeah. That's his daughter. Um, And so she gets shot in the the episode before this. And like, you're like, oh, she's dead because she turns into her scroll form. But then you see this episode, her wound starts to heal with Extremis, which is from uh, Iron Man 3. Mm -hmm. Um, And in humans, it was making them explode. But in this, they're obviously scrolls and they're super scrolls. So they're able to maintain that without exploding. So it's cool. I'm, I'm liking it so far. It's. It's not fucking groundbreaking. It's not blowing my mind, but it's fun to get more backstory from Nick Fury and to see him being a secret agent. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. That's a lot of intrigue and double cross, triple crossing, you know, yeah. um, 
You should watch yeah. Andor. I should watch what? Andor. Andor, yeah. I need to. I if watched you're the first enjoying, episode. If you're enjoying that style of, you know, show, then I would I would definitely recommend it. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and finish that. Because I loved Andor in Rogue One. So I, I just I needed to go back. It was one of those things I was really jaded after Obi Wan. <laughs> I don't even know. Did Andor come before Obi Wan? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I started Andor. I watched the first episode and I was like not really into it. And I was like, I'll let it all come out. And then after that, Obi Wan came out. And so I started watching that and I hated it. And then <laughs> I couldn't get through the new Mandalorian season. So I just, I'm kind of, I think, Star Wars out. But I know that I'll like Andor because it's not about fucking Jedis. Um, <laughs> There's so much more to that universe, right? Like, why do we have to focus on the fucking Skywalkers? Why do I care about young Leia? Just um, give me anything else. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I I think that's a Star Wars story should be about Jedi. Like, I don't think there is much else in that universe other than Jedi. Yeah, I know we got bandits and bounty hunters and stuff, but, but for big... Uh, other than, well, I guess bounty... I think bounty hunters are cool, but I'm not really like, I don't think they're that cool. Uh, Han, what is Han bandit? He's a, yeah, he's like a, what do they call them? A smuggler smuggler. I think that's cool, but whatever Han is, but I, I kind of do think that a star Wars story, I think Jedi are pretty much the, the main. I disagree. I think they can be there. And, and, And the thing is, if you, in a new hope, the Jedi order has been, done for like 30 years there's not jedis around because order 66 happened so there's only obi-wan who's been chilling and hiding and yoda who's been hiding you know they're the last kind of two i'm sure there were others around i know if you know the extended lore whatever but like i liked you know what i want to see i want to see finn's story done right like a fucking stormtrooper defecting because he sees what the fuck he's doing and like Joining the Rebel Alliance, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Like the war side of it is cool. Pretty and sure Jedi that was uh, the animated Bad series. Batch. No, yeah, okay. the Bad Batch. Um, yeah, because that is. In the, the, go ahead. No, I was going to no, say that was that was probably the best thing they did was uh, kind of dial back the clone thing, and then there's actual people in the suits and stormtroopers. But wait, James, were you talking about a different show? No, Bad Batch. Uh, Right. I wasn't talking about Bad Batch, but yeah, oh. that's another is one. It, I think I don't know that that's what that's about, but yeah, Bad Batch is about stormtroopers, but yeah, they they um they're they're defective. That's why they're called mm-hmm. the Bad Batch. They're oh, the clones. Okay. They're the clone troopers, and they're defective. Each one of them is different, has a different personality. Um, what show oh, are, you, are you talking are you about? You the talk one about? with Ezra, James? Mm, no, I watched. Uh, rebels or whatever that was called right no isn't that the one with ezra yeah it's it's yeah yeah. yeah, i watched that one uh no i'm thinking uh i think i was thinking of clone wars because i think there's a group like three of them in that that um Mm. end up being good guys okay and, and helping them through all that but i could be wrong i didn't watch it i like gandy tartakovsky but i didn't watch that there's just too much at yeah. that point in my life, I was playing a lot more video games, and I mean, I'm, I still don't watch enough because I play too much video games, but I'm watching Secret Invasion week to week, and I'm liking it so far. Uh, I don't know how many episodes the season's going to be, but I'm on episode four, so 
Um, and then I did finish the episode one of Witcher season three, and man, it was fucking cool. Did you have you watched all of this first half, James? I got one episode left. Okay. I really enjoyed the end of the first episode. There's a crazy ass fight, and fucking Geralt. Geralt's so good. I <laughs> when Cavill leaves, I don't know if I'll watch the show. And I think I they know that won't. about a lot of people because like it's gonna be horrible because he's so good. And they make Geralt so brutal. He just, like, if you're watching what he does with his sword, he does so much cool shit. Like, mm-hmm. he fucking turns it to block with his arm, and then he'll fucking uppercut people with it, like, against his arm and cut their fucking head in half. Like, <laughs> he's just awesome. And then in this, they're showing him doing his signs more. He does, like, the push one. He does, like, a bubble around himself. Like, it really is. And even when Siri fights in this one, you see her Witcher training coming out, and she right. looks like video game Siri fighting. It was, I was just like, this is so awesome. I haven't even finished Witcher three, and I can't imagine. I'm sure James, when you watch this stuff, it's so cool because it really she is. No, no well, not she yet. Doesn't. I keep waiting for it. I keep waiting I for her to accidentally do it, but she's not like versed in her abilities yet. She hasn't really got it figured out. It's oh, okay. more the the spinning. She does like the the wolf. She dances fighting. like yeah, yeah. She does the sword dancing type shit. Yeah. Like, like Geralt. Yeah, and she does it more than he does because he's still like a bruiser almost in the show. I feel like he does spins. He does stuff, it more with so, his hands. Yeah, she does it with her body. Yeah, she's more graceful. Like she mm-hmm. does the really like the stuff you see Geralt doing when you get further and further into Witcher yeah, Three. She's a princess. Yeah, and I really liked actually. Um, I mean, I, I really liked her speech about uniting the elves and the like. Kind of mm-hmm. her view of what she wants to do. I was like, I would, I would follow you. <laughs> like, I, I'm really liking what's there so far. So I'm going to continue watching that and try to catch up. Um, and then the last thing I'll talk about is Halls of Torment, which I've played a fuckload of. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, I got it last week while we were recording, and I have put uh, oh only thirteen and a half hours this week in it. So, oh, and I'll so I played it a lot. It's Vampire Survivors with more of a <laughs> uh, dungeons like a Diablo-y. It's it's not Diablo graphics, but it's got that kind of art style where it's grim, dark kind of adventure. It's almost it reminded like me of two. What's that? It reminded me of like Diablo two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the older game style graphics. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's really, really, really good, man. If you if you liked Vampire Survivors, um, this is like a, a cooler version of that because it's a little bit more – has more direct input instead of just walking around. Like you can play it like that. You can set on auto-aim and auto-attack. I turned on auto-attack because clicking a million times <laughs> Right. I just turned on auto-attack and then I aim. But last night I tried it with auto aim because I was trying to do a build where I could stand still and it's getting there. There's a character I was playing. <laughs> if, if I did it with the second guy with the flamethrower, I bet I could have just stood still. You have to like if you're going to get the game, it's three bucks or four bucks on Steam. It's fucking awesome. If you need something kind of idle to play or just like you only have a half hour at night and you want some, it's exactly a half hour if you can beat a map. Right. So that's your time limit. Uh, What's it called again? Halls of Torment. It's Halls only on PC right now. Oh. Um, the the thing you need to do, I learned this, was you want to do, anytime you can, you want to grab the level up skills that affect everything. So that affect damage on everything. Uh, range, damage, whatever. You don't want to go after things that affect one skill that you have. 
So other than my my standard attack, I only go for like range, cone, and AOE, uh, AOE damage, whatever you know, like damage, like for everything, because there's just like ten percent damage or whatever, mm-hmm. and then attack speed, and then you want to get a bunch of AOE moves that shoot all around you, and then you can just stand still, and then every once in a while you just run and barrel hunt till you get a hand that sucks in all the XP, and then you'll just level a million times, and it's fun, um, but it's really good. I really like it. Um, for me right now, it's probably a 10 out of 10. Like, I don't know what else I'd change. It's so fucking good. <laughs> I I can't tell you how much crow I have to eat because I shit on Vampire Survivors. Jesse was streaming it, and I shit on it. <laughs> like, I was mm-hmm. like, this game's so stupid. I, I remember I told you, it. I said, get your hands on it because I said the same shit. I was like, this is stupid. How dare you? It's disrespectful to gaming. And then I put my hands on it, and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I remember you oh, were playing no. it the first time, and you were like, this is straight disrespectful. You don't even do anything. You just walk around. And then, like, the game kept going, and you were like, wait a minute. I yeah. think I'm having fun. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm kind of – I'm still pissed that it's not uh, It's not on console yet because I, I don't want to play it on PC. I want, I want them trophies. Yeah. Uh, Wait, oh, and then which one? I should say. What's that? I thought Vampire Survivors was on console. It's it uh, it's only on Xbox. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot to say, uh, I said the last thing, but I uh, streamed Pantheon Rise of the Fallen this weekend. I unfortunately realized I had my stream set to 720. So for all the years I've been streaming on my PC, I've had it set to 720p, yeah, which you, is you sad. did it on purpose oh a while God. back. Yeah. Yeah, some people uh, when they have lower internet, um, they can't get the 1080 and they can't uh, watch a stream. So they recommend you do 720 as the base because that opens it up to make sure everybody can watch it. That's oh, why. Okay, yeah, well that's, we talked about it back then, and that's why you said it like that. Uh, do you do a 10 1080 or do you 720 as well? Uh, I don't know what mine's set at now. I think it was at 720, but nobody. I rarely stream, so. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I have it at. But the other oopsie was that I I had a bug in the game where I walk like through the world a lot. Like and it's a <laughs> it's a zone line thing, I guess. There's like these hidden zones. And if you I guess I had a bug from a long time ago because they haven't um I haven't had to patch in a while. Um anyways, after it I was like my friend was playing with me and he was like, dude, I have none of this. There's only one spot where that happens and everyone has that happen. So it's like fuck, it's only me. So then I thought, oh, maybe it's my graphics card, whatever. But I there's a button on the launcher that says like patch or you know pre-check files. Oh shit! So I did that and it <laughs> fucking fixed it. But I, thought, I mean, look, it it was a good stream. I had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I grouped with my friends. We did some climbing. We ran around. We I did some questing. You know, like I just wanted to show the game off to whoever I could. And we got up to like 25, 26 people. It wasn't massive because I didn't advertise it because I didn't know if I could. Um, they were very much like just hey if you want to stream stream you know like uh if you want a window I'll give you know here's are the times I have open so I said all right I'll pick that one and I did that but they didn't tell me like feel free to post it and the other people were talking about it like Pantheon Plus um who are a, a group of streamers that cover Pantheon obviously it's in their name but they play a lot of MMOs they stream like three times a week as a big group and they play all these different games um, they were talking about, hey, our episode 150 of The Rewind, which is one of their Pantheon-specific shows, we're going to be in Terminus during the pre-alpha session. So I was like, I guess I can. But then I would chat to them uh, on their stream and say, hey, I am you know, I got in because they gave me a, a 
boost to myself. Like I won a sub increase through them. So I kept saying like, hey, because of you guys, I'm going to get to stream. And like they would never respond. So I'm like, maybe I'm not supposed to talk about it. And then I mentioned it in the the Discord group I'm in, uh, the Discord channel I'm in for pre-alpha. And the people were like, you shouldn't say anything, even in here. And I was like, but <laughs> we're all in VA together. Like, what the fuck? You know, so I didn't want to break NDA. But um, so I didn't advertise enough. I should have really like went in and and, you know kind of posted it i i would have made a fucking twitter and tagged everybody you know whatever but, but yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. we have twitter. it was st- no i know i would have went in our twitter and done that but anyways um it was still a good uh it was a good stream i had a lot of fun it was still really cool to be able to do it i just was hoping i would you know i was hoping we'd get some really good numbers um but yeah so it was fun if you want to see it it's still up i believe uh in our twitch um let me see actually i'm gonna look should be up for a couple weeks yeah i mean if anything save it just tell it to not delete that one um yeah and we have 217 views on it fuck yeah dude yeah let's see oh the only thing i can say is report vod (laughs) (laughs) uh creator dashboard is what i'm gonna get to right um anyway so yeah i did that and it was a lot of fun it was really cool to be able to do it and, um, you know, I'm very thankful to Visionary Realms for letting us. Um, and, you know, I'm still in the program, so they'll still I'll probably get another chance at some point. But, you know, they're kind of every month they're letting new streamer, d- new different streamers stream. So it was our chance. And that was really cool. Yeah, I thought about getting it or at least supporting. But I was looking at all the tiers and it is so out of reach to be able to even play it right now. That oh, it was yeah, not worth yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if and when once it hits alpha which i think they got that you know, shit th- so high God. yeah it's like 750 to get into pre-alpha which i'm in and that was me i i pledged in 2015 like the kickstarter failed in, at the end of 2014 and then they opened up their own um funding and mm-hmm. redid it that way um in 2015 and i i subbed to it then or i i pledged to it then and I think I put 200 bucks in then. And then when I got promoted last year and for my birthday, I was like, I'm going to give myself a boost to get to Alpha because I thought Alpha was going to hit way sooner. Um, and then then I won the $200 sub from Pantheon Plus. So then I only did like 50 bucks. So I did that and then it got me up, you know? Fuck yeah. Um, but... Just know, James. I already got a, a key for you. My my all pledges. Anything over like a hundred bucks comes with two copies of the game. So oh nice. I was originally I promised that to my buddy Justin, but he doesn't play those type of games. We play MMOs together, but he likes more modern style. I feel yeah. like you'll enjoy. The problem is, is I just don't know when this is ever going to come out, and so I'm going to be waiting it's gonna be a million a years. Yeah. yeah, and that's why I was like, well, I might as well just try to like maybe throw in support and get in there, but. Because, like, they're going to keep running. I feel like they'll run into issues where, like, they keep adding stuff and then they're going to have to update stuff to keep it working on new stuff. And it's just going to become a cycle of not getting it done fast enough. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, people that haven't been following forever. And I'm not saying this about you. Just when you see, like, people hating on it, they'll say there's, like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Scope creep? where they think they're just pushing out like, hey, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. Everything they talk about has been in their original tenets, but they had to restart development like twice, I think, because they're in Unity, 
and they started in Unity originally because I believe you know it was cheaper. It was a cheaper um, software to use to develop, right, or whatever yeah. they call that. Um, but you know, Unity's not Unreal, so it's never going to look as good. You know, it, <laughs> right. it just has a limitation. So they had to. At some point, they restarted. I think it was 2019. They had to redo basically everything they did because they had everything what they called hard coded. What they and they called it spaghetti code. So everything was just like a a a, a, a bundle of code, right? And it was all hard coded, so nothing could be updated because it existed as it was. So then they had to redo everything and and have a more fluid coding that they can update and change whenever they want, whatever. So. It took a whole year of like dead silence and did that. And now we're on like year three of full development from there. So it's, it sucks. It sucks as a fan. And I'm, I believe this game will come out and I'm going to be there day one. I will be playing. I'm a huge fan, but you know, it does suck as someone who's been waiting since 2015. We're almost at 10 years, you know? Yeah. It shows you that these MMOs can't be made by small teams efficiently. Right. And we all knew that they just have, if they just, cut out a bunch of like you know cut out a handful of uh of the ideas they have mm-hmm. um or or planned you know content they they definitely be able to get there much quicker but i know that they're you know the creative director brad McQuaid, died in 2019 as well Fuck yeah, dude. and they're trying to honor you know I, I think they're trying to really hold true to his vision his his last game you know so um but ever since and you know, he was a huge uh, like that. That's one of the only celebrity deaths, if you even would call that a celebrity. He was a game designer, you know what I mean? Like a creative lead on games. But he was right. huge for me because EverQuest was so pivotal to me in gaming. It was my yeah. first like real online RPG, like the first world I could exist in. Um, once he, he, he wasn't great <laughs> at corralling a team, you know, he was such a creative mind. Joppa, Chris Perkins, who's their current creative director, he's been on the team forever, but he's much more focused. And I could listen to that guy fucking talk about video games forever. So I believe he'll get, they'll get it done. It's just how quick they can, right, with the money that comes in. Yeah. Um, but just know I got a copy for you, so we'll be playing at some <laughs> point. Cool. And Fuck yeah. if and when Alpha drops, we'll see about getting you in. Because Alpha is planned to be more of a finalized it's going to be more like a beta uh for for what most people think of betas because they know as a kickstarter game like even um ashes of creation is dealing with this like people expect a lot right because you know they paid money into it so um the expectations are high and they know they only get one chance to really open the doors and let more people in and they have i want to say eight to ten thousand people pledged for alpha so when they open alpha, it's going to be huge for them. You know what I mean? In terms of population. So they want to get it right. So it's going to, their plan is to have at least one continent worth of content level one to 50 with raids, with dungeons, all in game ready to go then. So that's mm-hmm. what they're working towards. I believe now. Nice. And I can say that without breaking an NDA because they've talked about this a lot. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it'll be a good game for us because we've been really looking for and playing a lot of games, trying to find the game that's cooperative because James and I are very similar. We like to play games with friends and together and, you know, it, it, not a lot of games come out that are cooperative and that require you to play together. Cause like 
most things they they want to cater to people that want to play alone when they have to and yeah. together when they can. This is going to force a lot more grouping. Like you you can do solo stuff, but it's going to be slower going and you're not going to be able to push content, right? You're not going to be able to do dungeons alone um things like that. So cool. Very exciting. Sorry, we're we're way into uh the episode now. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not really much this week, so this is yeah. the episode. Um yeah. So I guess me time. Yeah. All right. I have nothing. I have, I played Exo Primal. No, but I did get one <laughs> record. Uh, I don't buy records anymore. Bummer. I'm watching records. Actually, hold on. I Evangelion, Evangelion soundtrack is up for pre-order and it looks dope. But I mean, you there's don't, a, you know. There's a couple already of, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple Neon Genesis uh, soundtracks out. Yeah. There's a couple of like anime soundtracks that are out that I see and I always want to buy because I feel like. I should have them like Evangelion, Cowboy Bebop, but I I don't have any kind of emotional tie to those or their music. And even Cowboy Bebop, I'm uh, hate to say it, I think the music's cool, but I'm not really into like fusion jazz. Nah. So it's not really my thing. Uh, it's got real music, which makes it tougher to like, right? Like when it's like real songs, unless it's yeah. some shit you're into, it doesn't really work. Yeah, it's like, oh, featuring Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon. And it, mm, no thanks. I'm not <laughs> paying for that. But uh, <clears throat> so I did receive my Horizon Forbidden West. So I pre ordered this record, God, eight months ago. Originally, there was a six disc super special edition. It's like $180, then it went all the way down to just $99 or like $97. But even that, I was thinking, dude, I've, I listened to all of it. And there's one song on there I want, which I'll talk about in a moment. And there is a curated version of the soundtrack, which is like 30 bucks, which is just two discs with the most important or the curated songs from the soundtrack. So six discs. Uh, reduced to two and that one was like I don't know 25 bucks or something so I just was like you know what screw the big expensive special edition I don't care I have so I have a lot of like box full on box vinyl video game shit whatever and they're worth so much money but I mean I'm not gonna sell them and something was something telling me I'm like man that one's not gonna really flip for too much because it's already pre like it's already discounted at like 90 something dollars for a six disc set that's unheard of because elden ring is a six disc set and or maybe it's an eight disc set and that motherfucking thing was going for like six eight hundred uh anyway so i did it did finally show up out of nowhere i didn't even i forgot about it because i'd ordered it man god way 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 back last year and it showed up which was uh which was pretty cool which does contain uh, a really great song. So there's a song on here. This is the reason why I bought it, which is a song called In the Flood by Ariana Gillis. It's a great song. I really like it a lot. <laughs> it's a sad song, but it's really, really good. It's a really great song. And I was thinking, and I, I really do think this is like the, the I, I think personally for me, at least in the, where I am, it's probably like the best vocal song written for a game since... Cynthia Harold did Snake Eater, but there's not many vocal themes for songs or vocal themes for games. 
Uh, but it's just a really, really great song called In the Flood. Also, Aloy's theme is very good. Uh, so I pretty much bought it for those two because they're just such great pieces, like compositions. They're so, so great. Uh, I really, I really like it. Uh, so yeah, so go to the Instagram, Jester954, check that out. Uh, or, or don't. It's just pictures of the record. It's nothing really. <laughs> but another thing I did notice... Uh, I think I brought it up before the entire Metalocalypse discography is up for pre-order. I'm going to be skipping that because it's just too expensive. It's too much. I don't need it. I, I really don't. I don't care. Like Metalocalypse is pretty awesome. Death Clock is great, great music. Brendan Small is brilliant, but I'm going to skip that. But the other day, God bless them. Finally, I've been waiting for this since, I, mean, I guess since I started collecting records. It, my two seven, 2007 album of the year was The Hinderers by a band named Doth, D-A-A-T-H. Doth is a really awesome Roadrunner band. They are fucking sick. It's A.L. Levy and uh, Emil Wurstler are the two guitar players, and it's it's extreme metal. It's like heavy. It's really heavy shit, but God, these two guitar players, Emil Wurstler and A.L. Levy, are fucking sick so their first album the hinderers so doth came out at a really bad time they they, they came out at roadrunner records like really when the internet was like really destroying like music the music industry was really being like it was apparent that the music industry was dead by around 2010 so around 2007 was still around the time where you know bands would get signed and think oh my god we made it but didn't realize like you ain't make shit like you you just made it to the party to work really yeah. hard and then go back to working for FedEx like you're fucked and uh the hinderers is a really great album it's got their original vocalist on it which i don't know his name cuz he's supposedly uh i don't know it's got the original vocalist on it which i really prefer Eventually, for the next album, The Concealers, they got a, 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 a new vocalist, Sean Zatorsky, I think. And he's a really good metal vocalist. He's very competent, and I I, I don't want this to come off wrong. There's just something about him. I'm, I, he really is really great. He does a really great job. But there was something really special about the first singer for Doth for that album, The Hinderers. And I really feel like that record, that album is just so fucking awesome. It has so many interesting songs on it. And they, uh, Doth had two albums, three albums, I believe. They had The Hinderers, The Concealers, and then a self-titled record. And then they pretty much died. The band basically was, you know, failed. I, I don't want to say failed, but basically they decided to not go forward. And at that time, a really great band, uh, kind of new wave of American metal band from the 2000s, a band called Chimera, they had fallen apart as well. And basically, most of Doth moved over to Chimera and continued as Chimera. So Chimera has an album called, I believe it's called Crown of Phantoms, which is pretty much a fucking Doth record because it's the the... Emil Wurstler is writing the riffs for it, and it's just so fucking it's 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 cool stuff. But uh, really cool that um, Doth disappeared for man like a decade or more, and they're back. They have been reformed. Al Levy, who is the he does the URM podcast, which is the um, 
Unstoppable Recording Machine podcast. It's a really, really great podcast if you're into music production, especially heavy metal music production. And a really cool thing that he does is if you're into production and you sign up to like the Patreon or whatever it is, every episode he interviews someone from the from the heavy metal world or music world and they will give you the stems to a song so that you can mix it yourself and then they have contests where like hey mix this song send it in whatever blah 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 we'll suck your dick and uh it's it's pretty cool but he reformed doth and doth is making a resurgence they've dropped a song or two they're they're cool i was expecting like groundbreaking oh my god but it's just doth again which is awesome because doth is really really good and the other day I saw the Doth is a dumbass name for a band though. Doth is uh it's uh, like some it's part of the Kabbalah. It's uh it's um like the tree of life and it's like sure, I think it's an awesome name, and also it's like a super deep name that means a lot. It so, just makes me think of me thinks that doth protest too much. That's yeah. all it sounds like to me is I guess. I guess for me, since I like the band a lot, the name grew on me, so I really like the name. I like the band. Uh, but uh, I remember years ago speaking to A.L. Levy, the guitar player from Doth. Actually, funny story in a second. Uh, just posting online, he was like, well, you know, what do you guys want to see like when it comes to music? And I was like, put the hinderers on vinyl. And he was just like, that's really difficult. Like, it's going to be really hard. I'm not sure if I could ever do that. And the other day I saw it. I saw Hinder the hinderers pre-order Doth's debut album. And it's I had to do it, you know, like. I'm losing and missing out on a lot of like, I have to get this because mm -hmm. I'm just not buying records. But this one, for real, for real, for me at least, this album is really awesome. If you're into heavy music or you need something to pump you up, definitely look up The Hinderers by Doth. It's such a fucking interesting, cool, cool record. Uh, the big breakout single on that was called Ovum. Uh, but this, it's just really interesting stuff. I would even say a, a lot of people really preferred the next album, The Concealers, with Sean Z. Uh, the song for that was called Sharpen the Blades. I know none of them are ever going to hear this. It's just there's something about his vocals. They're really good. He's such a good, competent, heavy metal vocalist, you know? Like, But when Sharpen the Blades came out, there was just something a little corny about it. But I don't know. The the musicianship, it's definitely a musicianship band. It's If you're into, really into technical stuff, it's not going to be for you people who like kind of like punk or hardcore. It, this is really tight, really technical music written by really intelligent like like berkeley guys you know like like i'm not gonna say they went to berkeley i don't know i think <laughs> Emil, i think Emil worstler might have Emil worstler is the other guitar player he's no longer in the band but he went off to have a solo career and he he has a very interesting career where he went off to learn this very specific style of playing guitar that is very almost jazz. He went like a jazz route and he has a solo record called Verlorner, V-E-R-L-O-R-N-E-R, Verlorner. And it's a very, <clears throat> very interesting instrumental guitar record. I really recommend that if you're into listening to really cool stuff. And another really interesting record after Doth, you know, before they really fell apart, Emil Wurstler and A.L. Levy, both of the guitar players from Doth, did a duo guitar album called Avalanche of Worms. And that album is fucking 
nuts, dude. But it's just it's just really, really intricate, really crazy guitar stuff. Uh, I really recommend who's into guitars and into metal. If you're just into like deathcore and brutal shit, you're not gonna like this stuff. But if you're into really intricate kind of technical, uh, thoughtful stuff with really interesting time signatures and uh, really difficult runs. <clears throat> Definitely check out uh, Doth the Hinderers. Definitely check out Avalanche of Worms. Check out Verlorner. Really, really cool stuff. Really, like, kind of like, you know, smart, snooty shit. Uh, so I really, really like that. So I'm pretty stoked about, about that, uh, the Hinderers coming back out. And I just reminded myself to go listen to Avalanche of Worms again and to listen to Verlorner again because it's really good. I really do also recommend Verlorner. It's just so... Uh, a, Emma Wurstler is just a really competent and like a uh, really special like guitar player. He, he really, he took himself out of like, I'm just going to be heavy metal death metal guy. And he went off on his own and just became this really, you could tell that instead of just pushing, like I'm going to make another metal band and just be in the metal scene. He said, fuck it. I'm going to go perfect and learn my craft. Like he became like a fucking savant uh, of just this really niche guitar technique of playing and it's really 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 cool uh join our I'd discord maybe i'll niche. post up a bit in the niche niche no no niche, but yeah. i think it's either way it's just however you like to say it. but that's i would say niche yeah because niche it's... is like niche sounds like hostile to me <laughs> yeah i think I, i'm either or i sometimes yeah either. i think it depends on what you're talking about right <laughs> yeah uh other than that i am playing final fantasy 16 i am 86% through the story and uh I got to the a part where I was like I put a post on the Twitch I'm like we're all nearing the end of final no you're not <laughs> <laughs> No I'm not I thought I was like oh this is for sure like this is going to this is going to be a big boss fight that's going to lead into an ending boss no it wasn't it wasn't even a boss fight it was just I keep thinking that too actually it's funny cuz I keep thinking like oh I'm getting pretty far in the game and then I look and I'm like 58% like, yeah. What the fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, what's the last big thing you've done? Titan. I killed Kupka and Titan. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't played, but I fought Titan. It's all about that. And I thought, honestly, I see where they're gonna go with the, you know, who's gonna be the villain and whatever. And I'm kind of ready for it to not be that. I wish it would have been just Kupka. Like I would have loved to just it be like a one and done thing like a much smaller story, but you know, yeah, it sucks. Cause we really can't talk about it, but, uh, I, I, I kind of like where it's going. I'm hoping that they curveball me and that the final boss is something I do not know, mm. but what they're showing us basically is it's pretty obvious that, uh, it's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's that, and it makes a lot, I think story-wise, it makes a lot of sense, and I'm I'm pretty cool with it. I could see how Kupka could have been uh, a really big, I think he fits, I think the Kupka fight fits where it is, because they did a really good job at designing the icons and designing the wielders of the icons and mm -hmm. making, it's almost yeah. like all of them, save for Benedicta, all of them could have been end bosses. So I I think that yeah. whether it's Bahamut or Odin or Titan, all the people, I mean, I guess those are the three major ones because you and your brother and your homegirl are the other tight, tight icons. Yeah. But like Odin, Kupka, 
ba- uh, Bahamut, any of like for me, any of those could be the final boss because there's there's such fucking great yeah. characters. They're just dope. And um, so yeah, just it it gets awesome. The game, it's crazy because the highs are really high, and so basically when the story is getting to uh, big. Not dungeon, but like you see it on the map. You see there's giant crystals. So okay, that's mm-hmm. gonna be a giant crystal. So that's gonna be the this the place that I do a big boss fight. Those things are incredible still. I mean, 10 out of 10. It's, it's I'm so st- waiting for you to get to this next act because man, it was man, it was awesome. And you're so close because if you did that Titan fight really shortly after it, is when you get a, like a cutscene. Remember last time you're like, oh, I want to see the mom, like the bitch mom. Like you're about to like, like see. I like, just saw the cutscene where you find out Bahamut is fucking his soldier buddy friend, and then okay. uh, Joshua's there. Yeah, so you're. And about then I've been there. doing hunts and side quests, basically. Just yeah, that next that act. Thing. That next act is fucking awesome, man. It's so freaking cool, and it's really great. Uh, I have a bunch of icon powers now. I won't say what they are, but I will say they're not as cool. Uh, maybe I'm not using them right. Maybe they're just not my my play style. You know, like you, you, I almost wish they were all just kind of damage dealing, full frontal battle stuff. But mm-hmm. obviously, they're gonna make Rama like the the distance one and the little magic spell like i'm never going to use it i will literally never equip rama again it is yeah i'm with you i turned him off and i'm like every move he has sucks my entire dick yeah i hate him yeah they take too long they're dumb they just they're kind of lame but it's going pretty good but i got to a part where i thought this is for sure going to be the end because man does it get cool and something really cool is going on and i'm like holy fuck this is it and it's not and you go back to the world and then all of a sudden, I look at my, I'm like, all right, let me just do, like, they always give me two or three side quests. Bitch, I look and I'm like, God damn it, there's like 15 side quests. <laughs> and I'm trying to do everything along the way. Like, I don't want to leave anything undone. That's me before too. I That's move. what's taken me so long. Yeah. So right now, I'm in a position where I'll probably be streaming what we'll talk about next, Exo Primal. Um, because I think I'm Final Fantasy is going to be my like personal game for a bit because I have to do monster hunts. I have to do side quests. I keep skipping side quests because I don't care, but I don't want to do that. Like I skipped a couple earlier today, like an hour before this, I was like, let me run through some side quests. And I realized like, fuck man, this is the story of the game. Like it's the side quests, but some of them are good. And some of them are just so dumb. Like not that they're dumb. They're just, boring and they don't matter like it's it's fucking i don't know it's annoying and they're just some of them are cool it's it's annoying too because you can never know you know which one's gonna be worth doing yeah because some of them are pretty cool like like i said last time like you do some that like there's one you do with the merchant lady where you get to learn more about the merchant lady uh karen and i was like oh that was cool like now i know more about her but then some of them are just fucking dumb and it, they're still doing the thing where i did an entire side quest which was uh, okay i see a side quest marker i talk to the person next marker is across the hall talk to this other person next marker is go down to the thing talk to this person 
and then go back to the first guy, talk to him, quest completed. And I'm just thinking, I, did, I didn't even do anything. I didn't even take food to somebody. You just had me talk to five people in different locations. Just make that a cutscene. Just don't make me do that. Yeah, this. it's weird. It, it It is a lot of like, run over here, do this. And you're like, all right, well, this is going to send me out to do something. And mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not. It's just like, yeah. go here, talk to this person, go there, talk to that person. Quest. And it's it's like a 10 second animation. But for some reason, it annoys me that it's there. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah, it's real. It's real annoying. Uh I'm still hella powerful. I did find a monster fight today at S rank and it did kill me. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, like, you taught me the secret. So the one S rank, uh, Alexander looking boss, he's like a big ass, uh, like a armor holy, suit. holy knight. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool fight. It takes a lot more dodging and timing and doing that stuff. But you taught me the fucking secret. I've not put on the berserker ring or whatever. Yeah. Dude, that thing fucks. It yeah, makes dude. it so when you perfect dodge, you get like two seconds of bonus damage and time is slowed, and it will destroy. It it is how I mm -hmm. that guy was a fucking cakewalk after that. Yeah, what I think it does is I think it gives you devil trigger damage for like four seconds. Yeah. So but it slows the time just, down. And if yeah. you can if you can do that and fucking time it right and do like your rising phoenix or whatever, you're just getting so much damage. I was I was so into it. I was like, what the fuck? What have I been doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, man. The Berserker ring is great. Yeah. Uh, I keep the AP increase and the, not the experience increase, the money. I keep the money increase. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep the money increase on because I know once I beat the game, I'm going to have to go buy all the songs because everything in the game is like 1,000 gold, 200 gold. And then a new song is like 60,000 gold. Yeah. gold. I just 40, spent 60. on the song. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm just going to hoard all of my gold. I just basically I use the gold to keep my uh, potions maxed out at all times. And then I'm just hoarding the rest of it so I can buy all the songs at once at the end. But uh, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, it was, it's pretty good. The game's good. It's going well. I'm doing monsters. Oh, I fought a monster. It was a big dragon, and uh, it was uh, S rank, and it killed me, which was good. I'm a, I think I'm a level forty three right now, and it it's taken a long time to level, dude. It's, yeah, leveling. It's, it's one thing. Time. It's like they heard us talking about how much we like to farm levels, and they were like, "Yeah, well, you're not going to, bitch." <laughs> yeah, it's it it takes like it took time. me. I want to say like two hours of farming to get one more level last night so that I could kill that boss. Cause like, I want to go do it at 39. So I'm only six levels lower. Yeah. Um, dude, it took forever. And I did what I just told you to do, which is like go around this one area and you're just like fucking running in this one zone, killing these four camps of mobs and you're going to get about a thousand XP. But it's like, it was 13,000 to fucking level. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I'm basically before my week here just now started for the most part, I have just been strictly just farming over and over and over and over. And I, I, I probably put a 10% dent in my current level. Yeah. That's wild, bro. That was like an hour and a half of farming. I, I probably put like maybe a 20% dent, but 20% of a level over two hours of farming. That's fucking ridiculous, it's man. It's insane. It really is, like, yeah. it's criminal almost. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. There is a spot, though. There's, like, one place that's really great for farming, but it's in-game. So what you need to do is 
I I missed it because I wanted to keep playing the game. But there's one place. I mean, it's not really spoilers. When you get far enough, you'll see like, oh, there's orcs. Like you'll know then. Mm-hmm. Keep playing this, and then when you get to the boss, quit. Like go back home and then come back, and they'll make you replay the whole thing and like oh, do that. Oh wait, I already did that. Where you're under the castle or the orcs. Uh, a different part. No, you're not. No, no, okay, you're not okay, at it yet. Okay, okay. It'll be like outside in the daytime, and you're going. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it, it'll be after your next act. And uh, like the first mob gives you like 250 ability points, and you could just farm it over and over. But I, I didn't do that. I'm pretty much maxed out on ability points now, pretty much to where I can max out my entire rig of abilities for everything. So I don't really need ability points anymore. But I want to max everything out at the same time, even though you can only wield three at a time. Uh, but yeah, so it's going good. The game's great. I will probably not stream it too, too much. I'm probably going to be doing a lot of Exo Primal, so that's the last thing. Oh yeah, I also, I guess tomorrow check out the stream, which is Tuesday, so today, if you're listening. Uh, I'm going to be streaming Naraka Blade Point, Naraka Blade oh, Point. Oh, shit. It, they just put it on PlayStation last week. I'm pretty sure I'll play this once and I'll never play it again. It is a main James, boost. you were playing that, right? No, I wanted to, but never did go or get to play okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a melee-focused battle royale, but it's got a really cool ninja theme. So I'm going to be trying to rock a blade point tomorrow or today if you're listening to this day one. And that's it. And then other than that, uh, Exo Primal came out. New online multiplayer PVE, PVP, Capcom, robots versus dinosaurs game. Um, I've put about eight hours into it. Jimmy, you played it as well? Yeah, I only put a few hours in. Nice. It's a stinker. <laughs> Say again? It's a stinker. It's, oh, nice. it's the same as yeah. any other game. It's a ripoff of Overwatch, but they put dinosaurs in it. it was, yeah, it is very Overwatch. <laughs> it's Overwatch without the deathmatch stuff. It's basically you get it teamed up with four other people, and you are like put in a city, and then these portals open up, and they just vomit dinosaurs out, and you just kill <laughs> hordes and hordes of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And there is another team. The other team is doing the same thing and you're trying to do it faster than they are. And then sometimes they add little stipulations like you'll have a really slow moving cart with a cube on it and you have to protect. No, your that's cube. fucking Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, that's why no, that's why James said that. It, no, no, I know. I'm Overwatch. just saying like that's not even like trying yeah. to hide it. So uh it's Overwatch, but it's third it's third person view and it's got really really cool robots and dinosaurs and I personally like it. It is it is a pretty dumb game in the sense that it's a very video game ass video game. So I do like that about it. It's really easy to play. Uh it's it's pretty cool. I like it. Uh but I don't play these kinds of games. And it's Capcom, and it looks cool, so I'm going to have a little easier barrier for entry of my acceptance of the game. So I actually do just because uh, enjoy names it. on it? Say again? Is it just because Capcom's name's on it? It could Is be. It? I'm pretty big on, like, brand loyalty. I'm very, like, <laughs> uh, like 
that's kind of how I am. Like I love Capcom, so if they put something out, I'm gonna try. There's some Capcom stuff I don't give a shit about. Phoenix Wright, Ghost Trick, uh, Resident Evil. You know, I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> but I like Capcom as a company, so I tend to be a little more open to their IPs. And this is something new for them, so I do like it. I don't see it being something I play a ton, but I do see it being something I'll keep up with somewhat because I do find it cool. It's pretty, it's pretty like entry, entry level kind of friendly. <clears throat> so originally, I, I was thinking, oh, this is the game because I, I played, you know, about four hours in. I'm playing the game, and I just these missions are like. I'm like, oh, this is what it is. I keep doing these same maps. I'm like, oh, there's going to be a Triceratops here, and there's the fucking Triceratops. I'm like, oh, there's going to be three mobs of Pterodactyls here. And then the way the, the game does a thing where there's a story, but it's obviously not a game that you can play in a linear way that's going to give you a story. So what they do is they have this giant... What's the word? archive wheel with a million little nodes on it and as you continue to play like new nodes open up and when you click it it'll give you a cutscene or it'll give you a, a dossier or a document or a audio file and it will give you information and that's progressing the game's story now what have i been doing i've been holding <laughs> triangle i've been holding triangle to skip all of it because i don't care um <laughs> So, like, because it's all just, like, the island is the simulation for the dinosaur. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Just let me go shoot dinos. Uh, I don't understand. Why is the robot being, like, spawning raptors? Like, why is the robot spawning things for you to ki kill? Because you're, it's, I think you're, I, I, I'm not sure because I've been skipping all of it. But what it's, we are on a specific island. And I'm pretty sure that, that AI thing is we're in some sort of simulation and it is, I don't know why we're competing mm. or why we're doing it, but it is purposely like it's testing us. It's yeah. So, you're basically doing a training simulator against dinosaurs all the time. And there's uh, another team. Yeah. So I noticed that like, Oh man, this is cool. But like, damn, like it's the beginning of a multiplayer game. So this is going to be bare bones. This is all we're going to have. And then I was playing last night and I noticed, I was like, Oh, Compies, I'm like I haven't seen those. I saw a Dilophosaurus. And the other guy I was playing with, oh, because it's got game chat, obviously open chat, which is cool, and you can hear the chat on the stream, so that's fun. And the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I saw a Dilophosaurus." And he's like, "Oh man, I saw a Stego earlier today," and I and I was like, "Man," and I also noticed that I I did you know, this mission has like five times as many raptors pouring out of those holes again. And he's like, Oh yeah, man, that's the story, dude. You're progressing the story. So I didn't realize the more you progress that wheel, that archive wheel, the story progresses and the missions get <clears throat> more involved, different dinosaurs, way more dinosaurs. In the beginning, I was like, man, this shit said hordes of dinosaurs. And this is just like 50 dinosaurs. Nah, man, I got to a point where there was probably a thousand dinosaurs on the screen and it was th there came a point where you look in the distance and you see a bridge and this fucking portal pours out what looks like an ocean wave but you notice it's just dinosaurs and you see them <laughs> running on the bridge and i'm like oh that's a cool set piece like <clears throat> those aren't real and like i shoot my gun over at it and i see like numbers damage numbers i'm like huh 
And I look at the bridge and I look down the level and the bridge like leads to where we are in the city. And I'm like, no way, dude. And that tsunami of dinosaurs comes into the city and runs towards us. And I'm like, there's no way there's going to be a thousand dinosaurs on screen <laughs> right now, bro. And it was, and it was fucking insanity. And there was no, like, I, I'll go back and look, but there was minimal to no slowdown. It was fucking dope as shit. It was madness. Uh, and, you know, for someone like me who doesn't play these games, I don't play these horde games. The other, the other horde game that I love is Alien Fireteam Elite. And people say that game sucks. So, teach it their does. own, I guess. I played it, and I, that's just not my style of game. So I should say it sucks yeah. for me. Like, yeah. Well, also with Fireteam Elite as well is when you start playing it, it's kind of whack. And as you start, as you level up your classes and you unlock your abilities and you unlock the potential to add more ability, you get way better. So now my gunner is a fucking gangster in Alien Fireteam Elite, and it's fucking super sick. But that game's a little more not as good because it's there. There is really not very much to that game. But I, I still find Fireteam Elite very, very cool. It's not something I'll play, but if I can ever find somebody who wants to play it with me, then I have a blast playing it. Uh, but yeah, so I think Exoprime was pretty cool. The designs are fucking awesome. The abilities are really cool. Um, doing what I always do. I'm just playing as the standard gunner class right now. But I haven't tried any of the other melee classes or anything, but the melee is supposed to be really, really good and really fun. Uh, I'm waiting for season two. Hopefully won't be forever from now because that's when they're going to drop a Ryu and a Guile robot from Street Fighter. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll be fully functioning characters or they will be skins. I don't know, but I know that there will be. I would assume skins. skins yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe skins with special moves. Because are they robots that look like them? Yeah, it's like if Guile or Ryu were a robot. It's hmm. sick, and it, and it's not like. Let me look. It's not like a Gundam that that has like a Ryu headband. It looks like an android, but with metal skin. It looks like if Ryu or Guile had metal skin, and they look super cool. So I'm really stoked to see that shit. <clears throat> oh yeah, that is dope. I think I did see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it is. It was cool. not one of those big game shows. Yeah, one of those big game things showed it. Oh but, man, um, Guile looks dope. Actually, now that yeah, I see it. yeah. <laughs> it looks super sick. But I, I do get it. Like you know, if you're really more into multiplayer stuff and online stuff, and you and you know these games well, then yeah, it's probably a subpar game. It's probably a stinker. It probably sucks. Don't get it. But uh, I find it. It's just pretty a copycat. Cool. It's just not like original at all, really. I mean, to me, most of the move sets are copies of other, or of Overwatch or something like that. Like, yeah, but there's nothing really original person. except for they threw a mod like a bunch of dinosaurs in it. Yeah, yeah, and horde mode games lose me because they just don't. There's no point. Like, I, I don't know. I, it's just well, an added distraction. The, yeah, yeah, the point is to chase the uh, what is the what are those things called? Battle pass. You know, that's always the point. Ugh. Keep playing so you can chase the battle pass. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, I played Overwatch and it's cool if I'm with friends, but I don't, I don't really care for it aesthetically and stuff. I like that this is a million dinosaurs on the screen. I like, I personally just find it cool. Cause oh, look at all these fucking dinosaurs. I feel I like the cool. robots look dumb as shit too, personally. Oh, I think yeah. the robots are fucking dope. One I looks exactly just like Genji too. Mm -hmm. One looks exactly like Genji from Overwatch. What the fuck? <laughs> now that Second I look James? at it. 
I think they're just suits. Oh, Because you're yeah, a pilot. Okay, so yeah, like... the, yeah, Exo, Primal, Exo suit. Yeah, you're a human inside inside of, like, basically a mech suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you're inside its chest. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty neat. I'm having a lot of fun with it, so come to the Twitch and watch me play it. I'm obviously I can't rate it, but I would, I'd probably say it's like a seven for me, you know, I'm assuming other people may rate it lower, maybe six or five. I mean, if, if you're like, if you're like overwatch and stuff like that, play that. But I mean, I would say, look it up. Uh, this is less PVP than overwatch though. Right? Like it's yeah. PVEVP. Yeah, so basically, yeah, you're, you're both teams are fighting the dino, are doing their own exact same dinosaur run, and it's who can do it faster. And then usually, not always, but usually at the end of a match, like you know, if you're if you're both escorting your cubes, your cubes, the final hall is the same hall, so you'll eventually mm-hmm. be next to each other as you do it, and you're fucking gonna fight each other. And then sometimes there's just a straight up. Like the last phase is just team versus team, and that gets pretty fun, which I don't mind because if it was purely PvP, I would have for sure not played this at all. But I, I don't mind. Uh, I've been doing pretty well at it. I've been hitting top five uh, at least a couple times. I think at least half a dozen times I've hit top five. Are there uh, only five people on each team? Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you be top five, no matter what, <laughs> it's only five players. No, on your I team. Think no, no, I think he means top five of the game. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it puts nice. them both together. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, because it'll tell me, uh, like, I think I, I've been getting it for. Oh, my you're gr- talking my about the, the screen at the end. Yeah, so that's an achie- That's, um, yeah, those are like, uh, like battle rewards or whatever. Like, they used to they do it in Halo. They'd give you like an award for being like the most grenades or the most mm, damage, yeah. the most kills, the you know, then there's like an MVP yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, there's always an MVP. I don't think I've gotten MVP yet. But I did I did get MVP of my team once, but not of the whole game. And I think nice. I've gotten a couple of MV like top grenadier, grenade buddy, and most damage done to large dinosaurs. So at least at least I'm getting a little place, you know. I'm getting, I'm being very good at video games, um, <laughs> and it was fun. I, the, my the one very, guy that told you about the story yesterday was actually cool too. He was like nice, yeah, which never yeah. happens. Yeah, he was nice. So my very very first game, I got matched up with like four errands, <laughs> like, <laughs> like four dudes all talking, all quick wit fucking like like online multiplayer game chat four channers and uh you could find it on the twitch somewhere i mean one of them did drop an n-bomb i was thinking i should delete it off the twitch <laughs> but um one of them one of them immediately called another one gay oh you're gay dude like you know it was just like they were like toxic uh they weren't toxic bad but bad bad but they were like immediately and i was like oh what's up guys you guys are my friends now and they're like we're not your fucking friends shut the fuck up and i was like oh no and i was like this is great but then i was like this is great i never play multiplayer games i never get to uh participate in this kind of online uh chat culture (laughs) and they were like dude fucking shut up fucking stupid Uh, but it was uh it was funny like it was like they were mean but not mean-spirited it was they were all kind of funny gamers 
yeah, they were just kind of being gamers and saying the gamer words and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was pretty You know what's cool. funny, though, is, like, now that I'm 40, like, and even for a long time, like, if someone's nice like that, I'm always, like, chill. You know, like, I'm not going to be like, shut the fuck up. It's just funny. That is such a video game lobby. Yeah, well, that's what they said. They were like, oh, God, then get ready for COD lobbies. And I was like, mm. I don't really, I'm not going to, I don't play COD. I'm not going to, like, no, this is fun. I like this. Uh so yeah, so usually I start once the mics go live. I usually go, what is it? I say something simple. I just say, oh, I say, hey y'all, and then I, I then I read all their names out loud <laughs> because I'm like either they're gonna be cool and say hi, or it's gonna fucking they're gonna be like shut the fuck up. And I want that interaction. I want the engagement. God, but uh, most of the time, people are quiet. Because I, I run into that with Alien Colonial or Aliens Fireteam Elite a lot, where sometimes there's just people who play, and all you hear is, "Oh God, left, yeah." On your, on your left, <laughs> like all you hear is breathing and just, that's not the way. Like <laughs> it's like okay, man, but fine. Like you know, give me something more, dude. What's your favorite fucking cereal? But uh, but well, it was fun. I did, zone, I did enjoy that. It's hard to talk about cereal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't be like in Apex doing that. Like it, it's usually just about the game. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. But uh, but yeah, but I find it fun. I think it's cool. I think the graphics are awesome. I haven't really noticed any slowdown. I have not had any crashes yet. I haven't had any bugs yet, and uh, it's pretty cool, man. So come watch me play it on Twitch. I don't know, Jimmy, if you want to say your uh experience or if you're if you're. Well, Mm, I mean, not really. I mean, there's not much to it. It's like I said, it feels like an Overwatch clone with dinosaurs and robot mech suits. Um, I did the training area for a while and checked out all the different abilities and characters and stuff, and then did matches. And I mean, it the, it, it to me was a lot more of a boring um, layout of how they do the matches because it is like more than half the match felt like you're just walking to this area, kill the dinosaurs, walk to the next area, kill the dinosaurs, walk to the next area, kill the dinosaurs. And you're just like racing. And then I don't know, you finally, there's no PVP element really at all until the end. And by the end, it doesn't matter because their cube is so close to being done that it, there's not really anything you could do about it unless you just abandon your cube and like, try to take them out which doesn't really work because you can raise people and they can respawn <laughs> so yeah uh yeah i don't know i think the the racing the race element of it is it's different but it's i don't know it's i don't know it just doesn't feel that great it's doesn't make me feel more competitive about it or anything and I mean, the characters look cool, but again, like the big tank guy just literally has a shield, like uh, the big wide shield, like the guy in Overwatch. It's 100% the same thing, and I don't know. Yeah, it just felt like they were, you know, trying to do their own thing with that style of game, and it wasn't hitting for me. Nice. Fuck yeah, so, but um, yeah, I liked it. Jimmy did so uh go out there make your own decision look it up it's do like your own research dude yeah i mean but james is right it's pretty fucking simple to grasp it is not 
complicated. It's it's what you see is what you get. Like it's it's if you want to kill some fucking dinosaurs and you have friends and you want to play, then it's pretty cool. Uh, it's on Game Pass if you want to play it on Game Pass, uh, or just wait. You know, either buy full price like I did, or wait for it to go on sale. Either way, I recommend it. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't look like something I'd want to pay money for. And it's like a no, full $70 game. I think it's 60 and then it's on 70 Game Pass. for the bundle. Okay, it's on Game Pass. So if, if you have Game Pass, it's at least technically like quote unquote free or whatever. But I don't know. It seemed kind of whack to me. Yeah. But again, I don't like horde mode games. So I should say that that's like... Uh, in fairness to you know this game it's not it's just never going to be my style yeah i think with them not having more of a pvp element it eliminates like the urge to be competitive against the other team until Mm -hmm. you get to the very end because you'll like see like little um uh what am i trying to say you'll see like outlines of their characters doing the same thing as you to like show their progress and yeah. I mean, it's fine, but it doesn't make me feel any more competitive about getting done before them or anything like it's not really yeah. for me. It it totally does. For me, I'm thinking like, fuck, they're ahead of us by like, like, that's about half a second. Like sometimes it'll say like you are completing things slower than your enemy team and you see they're all running next to you. So it's like, all right, they're like half a second ahead of us. Other times it's like you're completing things faster and you look back and it's like, oh, they're way behind. So it, I'm I'm definitely noticing that and like rushing to the next point because like it makes me it's weird it makes me want to like i'm i'm like pissed or i'm stoked because i'm like fuck either we're ahead or we're behind and i want to win because when you win you get a lot more experience for it you still get experience if you lose but you get a lot more when you win uh so that's weird yes that's just different experiences because for me it makes me like I'm rushing. Like if I miss a grenade and it misses an entire mob, I'm like, fuck, it's my fault that we're not. It's my fault we are now 1.5 seconds slower because I should have killed that mob of fucking raptors, but I fucking missed my shot. Um, and pteranodons are really annoying. But yeah, for me, it makes me competitive and like want to race. Like I wish I could just chill, but I mean, it's a horde game, so you should probably be on edge. So I guess it does kind of help the the flow. I think the matches are pretty cool. They're about 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes a piece, maybe 15 minutes. So it's like a decent length that's long enough, but not too long. But I, I do like it, though. I think it's cool. I'll keep playing it for a while. I'll definitely keep playing it at least until the Street Fighter stuff comes out. And then uh, I'll probably, you know, who knows? We'll see if I keep going. I, no, no online game has really kept me yet that's that (laughs) uh and then i guess to close it off we've got a little bit of news uh we haven't done news in a while but it's not too much news but uh news uh the first thing we didn't talk about last week is we finally saw the yellow suit for wolverine and deadpool 3 well and we saw deadpool's new suit which Mm -hmm. is just brighter which i actually really like the brighter red of it it's much more comic color you know leather too yeah he doesn't really have a leather suit in the comic books (laughs) no but wolverine looks great i really like the yellow and blue Mm -hmm. i think it looks great yeah yeah i think it looks kind of weird and you know people said you know how is that going to translate to real life it's going to look weird it definitely looks fucking weird it doesn't at all to me like really i like it yeah i think it looks looks awesome i just think it does look kind of weird 
It's a bright yellow suit. <laughs> but I like it though. Is the picture of the helmet real or is that fake? I saw uh, a picture with the helmet, awesome but it was fan made. Yeah, uh, I think the helmet's fan made, yeah. Bummer. I saw I saw like a helmet on that same suit and I was like, is that for the movie? Because it looks fucking awesome, but I don't know. But yeah, I think the Wolverine suit looks awesome. Yeah. Did you guys see yeah, the I'm, pictures with the 20th Century Fox sign behind them in yeah. the little fight scene? <laughs> yeah, there, it's you know that that's the fourth wall being fully destroyed mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. they're they're that and you know what's going to suck? And I'm going to guess this now. I'm going to predict this. Are you ready? That's going to be all we get of Wolverine is them fighting there and they're going to destroy their way out cuz he's not going to be the MCU's Wolverine. You know? He's in the whole movie. Like it's a oh, is cop he? thing, I think. Yeah. I Pretty hope sure. so, dude. I hope he good. No, that's that's it. I hope he um Keaton's it and steals the movie. Like I hope so. Them together is already gonna be terrific. Like those two just have great chemistry off camera and not in movies just because they're friends and all their little Mm -hmm. clips and posts and stuff they do together and building up this movie Mm -hmm. when it started getting announced was just terrific so i i don't see how even if like the plot's complete dog shit and i don't even think they'll go that crazy with the plot but um i think just they're the two of them together will make the movie enjoyable enough to really have a great time watching it yeah, and even I know their what's interviews his name together are it. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna do a great job. It's gonna be. It's. I think it'll definitely like the second Deadpool. I think was pretty whack, and I don't. Really, I. I mean, they're cool and they're funny, and I get it, but I. I don't like the Deadpool movies at all. But I. I'm. I have high hopes for this one, and I. I think it is just because Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. I believe, will have good chemistry together. Yeah, I think they're going to be great. They're great. awesome in, you know, fucking interviews. They're awesome in movies together. So I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. We will see what happens. So I'm glad to hear that it's, you know, so he's supposed to be in it the whole time. I, I, for some reason, when I saw it, I was like, they're going to fuck us over. And it's just going to be like, you know, one minute fight scene where they're like, okay, here's here's what you guys were looking for. And then, you know, then he comes into the MCU world. But, yeah. Uh. So speaking of movies, I'm going to hop over to some of those stories. We'll do them next to stay on movies. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people are aware that there is a SAG strike, SAG-AFTRA or whatever. Uh, and a lot of movies are being affected by that. So as of right now, I believe the Borderland movies is on hold. Mortal Kombat is on hold. Um, what else? Beetlejuice 2, Venom 3, Gladiator 2. Even Deadpool 3 supposedly has some delays or something. They stopped filming. Yeah, so this strike really blows because a lot of really cool projects are basically screwed. There's a lot more like movie, like film, movie, movies, but I don't really care about those. Uh, I guess Wicked was getting a movie that was done, Paddington in Peru, so that's a kid's movie. Uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 2 is on hold. The Emmys are on hold, so it's the, looking like... When? The interesting thing has been people walking out of their premieres. Like, when, I guess, the strike started, all the actors that had big movies out just left their premieres. Oppenheimer, Barbie. Oh, wow. Blade is also fucked. Oh, God. Blade can't fucking get off the ground. Dude, Blade is fucked. 
Uh, Twisters is not filming right now. God, I hope the, they never make that movie. No, I know James. I know you're yeah, in there, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna be there. Twisters Have you day seen one. Helen Hunt? I don't need to see Helen Hunt. All I know so, is that Twister was awesome. I don't. Originally, I thought that was gonna be a a sequel, and it is not at all. It's just oh. like a whole new what? Twister movie. Yeah. And it's got the guy from Top Gun, the like blonde guy from Top Gun and, okay. and shit like that. Yeah, it's like a whole new Twister movie, but it's, you know, loosely they're going Damn. for it to be like Twister, I believe. Damn, so they're not going to bring her back as her character. Oh, okay, uh, whatever. Yeah, I, I really don't, don't care about right. her character that much, but just make a tornado, to make a tornado movie. Um, <laughs> right. The Untitled Spider-Man No Way Home sequel, that's also fucking development is halted until that gets, the strike is over. Uh, so there's just a lot. Um, still, a Michael J. Fox movie, his premiere has been delayed. Uh, so there's <laughs> that fucking title, dude. Woo, it's called Still. Okay. Uh, I just noticed that. Oh, good on him. Having a sense of humor. Um is that not the so, yeah. documentary I watched? I guess the premiere. I guess they were going to do like a big uh, premiere for it or okay. something. The, the the premiere has been delayed. Oh, no. The Apple TV Apple TV Plus premiere has been delayed. Okay. Uh, I watched or, it, though. Wait, you watched it on Apple? Yeah. I don't know. It just says, it just says premiere. <laughs> it's just, here it says, it says the premiere has been delayed due to the strike. So I don't oh, know what shit. that means. It's already out. You saw it. <laughs> That's funny. I was figuring maybe there, maybe there was going to be like a... Nah, why there wouldn't be a premiere if there? Ow, oh, who knows? Go watch Michael J. Fox's. Still, it's good. But yeah, so movies are fucked because of this strike. I mean, I don't care, but I do care, but I don't. Like, cool. I want cool movies because I like going to the movie theater. But whatever, they're gonna come out eventually. You know? I'm okay with striking because these unions, they they have unions, and the fucking Hollywood fucks, you know, actors and writers big time. So. It did say yeah, I, I, British stuff still moving forward because they're under a different thing. Mm. So like oh, uh, House of the Dragon, I think, is still moving forward and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did see something about it was like a it was like a bit, little reel uh, where it was like if you don't know why these people are striking, like look at this, and it's like an actress who is in some show, man, some really popular show. I forgot the name of it, but if one of these big TV shows. And she's in something like 29 of the 42 episodes. And she is a main ass character. And her residual, she showed her residual checks. And it's like $27 a month. Yeah, it's bad, man. And she is a main act, like main cast actor in half. Like, I guess maybe spoilers for this lady. She gets, I'm assuming they kill her off. Or maybe, I, I almost feel like it's maybe a jail show. I don't know. But yeah, dude, if you're on a major ass TV show that is probably making them millions and millions and who knows how much money and you're in half the season, you're in 29 episodes, bro, and they're giving you 30 bucks a month, that's some shit. That's Yeah, it's there's a guy I saw on TikTok that is in um uh Advanced Warfare or something, one of the Call of Duty games. And his character, like he did mocap for the character that Kevin Spacey plays. So Kevin Spacey's face is the face, but the body is this guy. And so they they kept his face separate and made him a character that just dies a bunch in PvP. Like it's a skin people can be and like NPCs play him. 
and he gets zero dollars for it. <laughs> oh wow! They use his likeness, his face that oh. he didn't sign up for, and he gets no money for it. It's you know what that is? That's on the that's on the seventy fifth of the five hundred pages of his mm-hmm. contract that he. You didn't already see. know, yeah. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. Ugh. So yeah. So movies. Speaking of movies, looking forward to seeing Talk to May. So really what is stoked. That? Is that this weekend? No, that's the twenty eighth. Okay. I'm very okay. stoked because yeah. pre screenings have started, and I mean they do this all the time, but they are raving that this movie is great. So yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things. Yeah, I mean you know you hear the the most terrifying. It's like bitch, please. They say that about every please. every horror movie. The most terrifying. <laughs> please, movie ever I seen. know, dude. Please, audiences are screaming. This lady I threw know, up. Dude. It's always I like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just begging, like, please scare me, dude. I, this movie is not going to scare me, but I just really hope it's good because, like, the one I always I believed know. was uh, Paranormal Activity because that was just a different thing. Like, it was newer mm-hmm. to the world, you know. So people freaking out in that theater made sense to me. Yeah, I own most of those. Those are actually, uh, those are probably some of the creepier movies uh, that if I had to name the Paranormal Activity movies. Paranormal activity films are pretty creepy. I do like them. Now that I've seen them all and I know that it's just whatever the fuck the ghost's name is. Fred or whatever the fuck the little kids <laughs> call it. But those were, those, were, those were good. I like those. Those are those are creepy. Those were the they did a good job. Two were good. Three was whack, and I didn't watch any of the other ones. The like paranormal activity, the dead ones or whatever, the chosen one. Yeah, that was the one that was like in the hood. In like uh, East LA or something, so it was yeah. like <laughs> it was like no, that was the one with the girl, and they go on a road trip, and she like has to learn about her mom, and there's like mm. little kids, and they're like, "Your mama was a witch or whatever." Yeah, <laughs> I mean the one where they eventually go to the house with the, there's a little boy. I don't know. I I thought the paranormal act. I didn't. I think I might have maybe not seen the last one. There was one that took place with VHS tapes, like in the early '90s or late '80s. That one was pretty cool. I liked that one a lot about the father who was a like a film guy. Mm-hmm. There was a really cool scene in the kitchen with a blanket, which is really good. But uh, yeah, like come to think of it, paranormal activities, those are pretty creepy. Those are good. They're not like terrifying, but they're, they're, they are pretty good. But yeah, uh, talk to me uh, looks <laughs> to be uh, pretty cool. <laughs> I like the talk, uh, talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that very much. So I'm definitely going to be – I'm a little bummed. I, went, I looked at the uh, – I already looked at the, the tickets for the major giant Dania Point super fancy monster theater, and they are not doing like a RPX or special fancy theater. It's just standard, and I understand. It's crazy they did that for Evil Dead, right? Uh, Evil Dead's a super like visual Yeah, film, true. Though. It's just well, – but it's like still – And it's a, a bigger movie. name. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Just horror movies don't get any love. Well, the reason why I'm bummed is because for the only showing of Talk to Me that they have is that the center, like if you want to be sitting center screen, you're at the end of an aisle. And I don't like sitting Weird. at the Like I like being, yeah, it's because it's a, it's a smaller, they're smaller theaters. So the, the aisle that walks up the, up the, like up the stairs to get to your seat there's seats, there's like maybe four seats on your right, and then there's like 10, 10, 15 seats on your left. So it's kind of skewed. It doesn't have two stairways up, it just has one. And 
like just you know just go on the Regal app and look up Dania Point and look up Talk to Me, and you'll see that the cent- center screen is like at the end of a of an aisle. So it's like awkward. Mm-hmm. See, I like to be sitting and have like seats all the way to my left and right. I like to be like I like to I like to feel like. I want to sit where Nicole Kidman is sitting when she's watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the shit at the uh, oh God! So Fucking you, Nicole Kidman, dude. <laughs> you see her a lot because you go to AMC. Yeah, I yeah, see, yeah. I see the Jenny Trejo stupid shit. The you can't sit with us. You <laughs> broke my heart, Fredo. I see that stupid shit every time, and which I will say, I'm super I pissed hate about that one. I hate it. I hate it with a passion. And I'm also really upset that they changed the roller coaster because the roller coaster used to have a popcorn pop that always scared me, always like startled me. And the new popcorn pop is just so trash. It's not scary at all. It, it's just, <laughs> it's just really whack. But, uh, but yeah, so I look forward to reviewing that. We have some next, uh, talk movie. to me or, uh, talk to me, uh, talk to me, Jimmy news stories. Uh, what else? I mean, Anything else? Oh yeah, so we got. It's not. <laughs> oh, you can go ahead, James. This no, one's yours. Go for it. You're good. No, no, no. It's not really. Mine. I didn't know. If, I didn't know if you had the news. <laughs> it's just news. <laughs> well, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, so it went through no, finally. I guess. I don't think it went through. Through. I think it's moving forward still. I don't. Mm. Is, is it done? I don't think it's done yet. But it's, it's just uh, another step. The the um judge just approved it going through yeah. so they can oh, okay. actually do the sale now. Yeah. Interesting. Mhm. 68.7 billion. Oof. I That's just feel like nothing's worth that. <laughs> like all well, Activision mm, Blizzard I guess Call of Duty has is. <laughs> playing the long yeah, game, dude. They're playing, the, they're playing the long game. Yeah, Call of Duty and, you know, 10 years from now you know, well, I mean, if World they can put is still a monster. Yeah, if they can put yeah. that on console, that's going to be huge. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's crazy. They never even. Well, I guess maybe they tried behind the scenes. You know, like, who knows what they did behind the scenes? But right. it's just crazy to think they never did it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, however, uh, agree to a ten-year deal where COD will be at multi-platform. So that's good. Um. Yeah, I think that's still I think that 10 year span is basically that's going to I think the first 10 years will be Microsoft setting up what they are going to be doing with this deal because people think like, oh, cool, they bought it. It's done. We're finished. Like, no, it's going to take them about 10 years to really realize what their plan is. So it's like, yeah, you guys can have Call of Duty while we really figure out what our plan is, because I'm pretty sure in 10 years when that deal runs out something major will happen to change the course of what they're doing with this deal to really show what they've done. Well, something else may come out too. You got to think Todd might not even be the monster it is in 10 years. That's a long time. I mean, it's been on a downhill slope for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a monster for 20 years, but it has been on a downward slope for probably Mm -hmm. at least four games now. Right. Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, they're still breaking records and shit every year. Like, they're still the top selling game. But, but yeah, that's 10 years. We'll see what happens because Sony's doing their thing and they're developing their multiplayer things that they've got in house that are being developed. And I, I, I can't say it because I don't know the number, but I want to feel like, why well, I shouldn't say, I have a number in my head, but I really shouldn't say it because I don't know it. But Sony is basically, I think this is the first time they're, game development budget 
has exceeded their hardware development or something like that. It's something like they were basically, you know, they're working on their multiplayer stuff. Like what was it? 13 or 10 games or something they're working on right now that are going to be online focused games, which is what they're doing basically is to get ready to compete once this shit goes through. So we'll see what PlayStation does. We know that they've got a bunch of shit. And well, the, they bought Bethesda the too, and Bethesda's got you know a big game coming out, or a couple big games. They got Star Citizen, and they got Elder Scrolls, Starfield. So, I mean, Star, sorry, Starfield. <laughs> um, you know, same shit. <laughs> yeah, I just think so, Sony's approach is different than Microsoft's. I don't even know that in ten years Microsoft's gonna like hold COD just to Microsoft because mm-hmm. that's yeah. they literally have in interviews talked about how they've lost the console war years ago and have zero interest in competing for that. And Sony's like still fighting a fight that doesn't exist. And, you know, like it's, I don't know. I, I they would lose so much money by pulling it from Sony. So it would be up to for Sony sure. if they wanted to pull it. Honestly, like, yeah. Do you want a Microsoft game on your, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. To me, that's just stupid. Microsoft would never do that. It's just such a throwaway of money. Easy money. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's like, does Sony want to risk having to have that Xbox logo pop up when you start a PlayStation, you know, game? Or you, you put you put, you put put a game in on PlayStation. Do you, like, do, it's almost like a pride thing. Like Yeah, but they own them. That doesn't mean it'll necessarily have that Xbox on there. It'll just say it Activision. Will. It'll say, it'll, it'll probably say... Microsoft. I mean, I think I'm not for sure, for sure, but I think when you play MLB the show, because MLB the show is the top selling like baseball game, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, when you play that on Xbox, I believe you see a PlayStation logo when you load it up, because the show is a PlayStation. MLB the show is a PlayStation owned game. And when you play it on any other console, you bitch, you're going to see a fucking PlayStation logo on it when you launch it. So, I mean, I I would say, like, come on, Xbox, do it because, like, they did it to y'all. Unless I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard conversations about this, that when you load up MLB The Show on an Xbox, you're seeing a Sony PlayStation logo in the credits in the very, like, a little, like, you know, in the movie, like, you see the little logo come up, ding, PlayStation. Oh. So I would imagine... But yeah, who knows? Maybe in 10 years they say, hey, our 10 years is up and you can keep it because it would really be dumb because, I mean, I saw a statistic where I think there's something like there are 1 million PlayStations out there, right? There are 1 million PlayStation 5s out there or PlayStation accounts where the only game that has been played on them is Call of Duty. And that's not counting people who only play Call of Duty and Madden. There are literally at oh, least... Oh, so just one million yeah. of just Call That's fucked. There are wild. at least one million PlayStations that are solely used as Call of Duty machines. And Xbox would be really stupid because if they own Call of Duty and you buy a copy on PlayStation, they're getting a couple... They're getting like three bucks for your copy. And then yeah. multiply that by 60 million bro why would you not but who knows maybe by that time the console war kind of swings and xbox is the only place to play these games it just depends what kind of gamer you are like for me this deal doesn't matter because i like i'm not as much as i try to sometimes like 
I don't really care for like Western developed games, not because they're Western, just coincidentally, I find that the Japanese make games that I like more. So even like Western RPGs, like they're cool and I try, but I can't get into them. I really want to try this year. I'm going to give a shot to a fallout game and try fallout four or something, but I try, but I can't. And I really, I know I like, I know I like, I like the fucking French, or at least the French Canadians, because shit, shit that comes out of Ubisoft Montreal is fucking great. Like I think their games are fucking awesome, and they feel like their games. Like so, I don't know. Like again, like I could care less for these games, but it's more about what's it gonna do to the console climate. That's that's the only issue I have. Like you know, I don't really care what these rich people's pockets are looking like, but unfortunately, the art is gonna suffer. If if they need to keep cutting corners and they're bummed out, if PlayStation is bummed out about the money that they're losing and they're, they're going to pull money from good projects and we don't get a Mega Man 12, but instead we get some kind of new online... Look at Exoprimal. That's a fucking weird-ass thing for Capcom to do. And it's not what I want really from them. And James is right. Exoprimal's not a great fucking game. I like it for what it is because I'm being very accepting to what they're trying to do, but it's a pretty dumb, straightforward kind of online thing. I would have really, really, really rather have had like a character action game where you're playing as dope ass robots, or maybe there's only three of them. And it's like a devil may cry against robots, but it's not, it's just kind of a soulless horde mode game because they're trying to get their hands on this online market. And if that kind of shit continues to happen and Sony devolves into this company that's just trying to make fucking online multiplayer shooters, that's going to suck if they're not also going to keep making Mega Man 12 and Street Fighter 7 and shit like that. So that's yet to be seen, unfortunately. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it because Microsoft wants to make money. There'd be literal zero reason for them to like hold captive one of the biggest selling games ever made you know what i mean just make uh, it available on game pass that's all they're gonna do with it yeah make it beneficial to have game pass but outside of that they're not gonna take it away from other people i mean they've made that very clear by like how accessible they keep their games even with co-op stuff from pc to console like they want people to play the games a lot (laughs) Yeah, And they want people to buy Game Pass, don't get me wrong, and they add benefits to doing that. And But like in the end, I th- I've always got the impression that they really just want people to be able to play games and play them together and just enjoy the games and get the games out there to people in any way possible. Yeah. yeah. I Sometimes I, like, I think about Game Pass wrong because I'm like, man... They're just like giving away games, you know, like it's just free. They're not making any money. And it's like, no, no, no. They're getting the, the their money over, you know, month over month. They're making however much, you know what I mean? So it's uh, $10, $14, whatever it is they're making, depending on, I guess, the system, right? They're making that money in perpetuity, you know, like I think of it incorrectly and I recognize that in myself. It's just something yeah. that someone's like, why would they do that? There's like no well, money, we- you know, this doesn't make any sense. And then you think about it, it's like, nah, bro. I'm paying them $10 a month forever right now. Right. Um, you know, and they're just making that money. I don't even play. I have not even played a Game Pass game in months, you know, because right. right now there's nothing on there. But I pay for it because I'm like, fuck it. They're going to have something on there that I like at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that makes perfect sense. They want to put that on Game Pass. That's going to incentivize Game Pass, and they're just going to make hand over fist. Yeah, and we've we've did a study thing on here before because I know one of the big things that came up was like, oh, it hurts these companies, but they end up selling a lot better being on Game Pass or like mm-hmm. help these in. They put a lot of indie games on there that some people may have never even heard of, and if they leave, people may buy them. And I know, like, I, we did an episode that I put that study on here, and there was a the indie games make so much more money being on game pass than never being on game pass. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out, but I think it's going to be fine. I don't think anyone's going to feel any of it. (laughs) No, pretty much. We'll see. Either way, we're going to keep getting shitty online multiplayer battle pass games. Just, just keep giving us things. Just, I mean, I don't know if I said single player, multiplayer, multiplayer battle pass shit is what we're going to get forever. Just hopefully they keep making single player shit that's worth it. I'll tell you, Activision Blizzard, if I was playing Diablo 4 and I worked at Microsoft, I'd probably have been like, you know what, let's hold off. (laughs) (laughs) I have tried to play Diablo and I I literally want to crawl out of my skin. I forgot about it. Dude, it's one (laughs) of the most boring. Like once you hit the end of the game and you're in the grind for renown it is fucking miserable like <laughs> it feels fucking yeah, horrible shit. it makes me really sad yeah i, I feel trying, like, like they should have never did the whole mmo approach to it i think nope. they should have just avoided that and never did it because i think that's there's just not enough in there to scratch an mmo player's itch and it just gets boring like I, I, ne- I beat the story percent. and could not go back. I tried. I was like, it's just not that fun, and especially like the, I don't know if they're like slowly working on fixing these builds, but like it's so easy to become overpowered and stupid strong. And I mean, the only appeal I've seen some people that are addicted to it is just finding those rare items that you know only drop like. Point zero 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 one percent of the time and it's like these six items that are almost impossible to get i think only like yeah, two or three looking, of them have dropped <laughs> yeah you're looking for perfect rolls and and the gear is so shitty man it's it's really criminal <laughs> <laughs> the gear is so bad because you're just finding thousands of yellows that you have to scour the gear because you're looking for you know a better percentage rolls like perfect percentages on your rolls of the stats or whatever you want and basically every class has three builds you know and that's it and i feel like the skill tree is really limited like it the gear it is 100 percent random too right yeah yeah it's not it like is. like new world you know if this one dungeon you're gonna get these specific gear sets so you can grind that dungeon to get that stuff in there like this one, it's like yeah. just purely random. You might as well just fight anything and everything because you never know what it'll drop. Well, in Diablo 2, you could farm uh, almost, not guaranteed, but like loot tables. You know, like a boss would have a loot table for certain items. Right. But then there were also just bosses that did more uh, magic fine loot, you know, whatever. Like they just had a better percentage of like mm-hmm. they're going to, they just drop a fuckload. So you would do. Mephisto runs over and over again or bail runs and you would just kill them over and somehow that was way more fun than whatever bullshit ass fucking uh 
open world nonsense they have in here now. You know what I mean? It's just right. it's it's bad. It's bad. It's, it feels it's, bad, man. It's not bad. It's just it's for us. It has not been something to like replay. It it dies the, after you beat it, basically. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to do past beating the story. Like it literally has nothing. And like they have the renown grind to like flesh out your character. And I was trying to do it before the end of the season or the beginning of season one, which starts tomorrow. I, I, I just can't do it. I yeah. log in and within 10 minutes, I'm like, I want to fucking jump out a window. And then the season, like it, you're going to be just building a new character again and doing everything again. Like I tried to do a new character after the, the game was done and like turn the story off. And I was like, what do I do? Like, this is just, there's like no goal really, except for leveling the character up. And I was like, that's just kind of boring. Like I like having a purpose to my character. (laughs) Yeah. It's very strange, man. It's, there was so much good and then you beat the game and it just hits a fucking wall. (laughs) And I really think the skill tree is super limited and it's weird to get your like big skill at the second tier, you know, like you get whirlwind on a barbarian, which was like a level 30 skill in Diablo two at level five. And that's what you're going to use for the rest of the game. If you're building around that, you know, and the way that building and spending works feels like shit in that game. Like you never have enough mana or whatever your primary resources to do anything. And I know people say like Paragon helps. And when you get level hundred, you'll be, I don't want to have to fucking wait 70 hours to be fun. You know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's whack. <laughs> I like now that I'm in, you know, where tier four or whatever, world tier four and all that, I have to drop. Like, I don't even know if we rated it, but I'm going to, my rating is like a six and a half, seven, which is still fine. It's, there's enough game there to justify the purchase price. Like, if you play the story and right, that's all you do, right. you'll have fun enough. But, mm-hmm. agreed. And also, None of the none of the druid skins look very good. <laughs> no, it's no very annoying. <laughs> yeah, dude, rogue's even worse. Rogue has just snake stuff. Everything's snakes. I'm like, I want to be a fucking snake. I want to be like cool looking. I want to have like a, I don't know. I just want to look cool. And I never yeah. do. And male sorcerers are the worst of the worst. Have you seen Jesse? You should look at it because you'll just laugh because it's all just belly dancer shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, love it. Terrible. Yeah, I think we did I think- it. I think we belly danced our way through this episode. I uh, think we did it. Who, who knew we'd get this far, this long, with nothing to talk about, right? We yeah. never do this. <laughs> well, looking forward to next week. Next week's going to be a big episode. I'm hoping next week could be a good numbers episode. Numbers are still around our average. But uh, I'm really hoping because next week's a big week. We're going to have our Barbie and Oppenheimer reviews. So oh are you both seeing both? Yeah, I got tickets to both already. Yeah. I'm 50-50 on Oppenheimer. I have no interest whatsoever in that fucking movie, I want but to I mean see it so bad. after I s- <laughs> again? I want to see it so bad. Very excited. Oh, really? Why? I can't. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? You know the ending. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I I like I I personally like Christopher Nolan's stuff. Like I like a lot of his movies and I think he does a great job with 
just all of them. I think they look beautiful. I like the story elements of it. I'm excited because of the actors that are in it and what they're excited to work for Christopher Nolan, which means they're going to put on just a great show. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Scarecrow. I love him. I think he's great. Oh, Chillian Murphy. He's amazing. Yes. I think it's. I yeah. will. I will say my problem Can with yeah. uh, <laughs> my problem with uh, Nolan is I feel like he's. <laughs> He's the like auteur filmmaker version of if you saw what was in my head, you'd go yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's pretentious <laughs> like he's, as shit. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, I get that, but like, he does great shit. I I really love a lot of his movies. Honestly, yeah. like his Batman movies are probably my least favorite movies of his. Yeah. But so I don't know because I'm I don't I wasn't doing movies really then. But isn't it just Batman and then two space movies? No, no, he Batman, did. No. Space movie, he did Memento. Memento, is Memento was amazing. Huge one. Yeah, Memento yeah. is great. I love Memento. He did the one with um, Robin Williams and Al Pacino together. Insomnia. That movie's great. Insomnia. That movie's is awesome. Insomnia is fucking yeah, awesome. Really, he didn't really write Insomnia. Um, and then he did. So he did Following, Memento, <laughs> Insomnia, uh, Batman One Through Three, uh, The Prestige, which was also great. Terrific. He did. Um, Inception, the one with the dreams, horrific. Inception, which had the dumbest ending of all time. Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar, Interstellar was which great. I never watched. Uh, never seen it. Oh Dunkirk gosh. was great. Uh, I mean, that's another. I don't really so, like historical films. I'm going to be well, honest. Oh, I do it's, like those. <laughs> okay, because I, I don't either really care for historical films. But the thing is, is with all these films, is they seem like they have stuff going on, right? And like Oppenheimer just seems like... It's just going to be basically what is yeah, always is Oscar B. It's going to be <laughs> upset white people talking in a room. Like, that's all it ever is. Like, whenever it's like the Oscars, this film nominated. And it's like, it takes place in a castle. And these these white people are dressed in old-timey clothes. And they're upset when they talk. And that's, that's like, like that's uh, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. But, like, the last five movies of his I haven't even watched. Because I just love... All the way up to there will be blood, and then I'm like, I don't care anymore. And that because then it was like Phantom Thread, which is historical white people talking and being upset. But yeah. I know I've read the story and it seems cool, but I don't care. Yeah, Oppenheimer's um, three hours, dude. It's like, oh god, three hours of like, I don't know if I should make this though. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I want to hear Chillian Murphy say the ultimate line, which is, I am, yeah, death, I am destroyer of worlds. Destroyer it's such a great quote, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. I'm basically gonna watch the movie to wait for him to say. Nolan that. is like an uh, auteur, like incredible filmmaker. I just never want to watch his movies. I literally watch the trailers <laughs> and I'm like, I have, I saw, dude, I saw Interstellar trailer and I was like, that's gonna piss me off. I can already tell. And then I read the story and I'm like, I would have been so mad if I saw that. Dunkirk, I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. It's you know historical fiction or histor- sorry, historical, not even fiction, fact, whatever you know, done. Uh. Tenant, I was like, I'm going to get so mad at that movie. You know what did it was Inception. Ever since Inception, every time he does something that I can tell is going to be timey-wimey or fucking like <laughs> pseudoscience, I'm going to get mad. Because Inception is like, absolutely terrific, and I am very disappointed that you don't like it. Oh, I loved it. But then people started talking about the ending, and I'm like, there's no question for me. It's impossible to say that he wasn't dreaming. Right. Because his little children, who he hasn't seen in a year or two, whatever he says, 
are in the exact same clothing they were in in his last memory. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, oh, I, you could hear me. I'm sorry. I'm taking my headphones off. I've never seen it. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the whole thing is about being in dreams. Yeah, the dreams ending the is real. It's he, he's just talking about the last scene. It doesn't really. It's the last one. It's, it's not. Top. Yeah, I know. It's not like relevant to the whole main story as an arc. It's just like the um where the main character's left at the end like you have to decide on your own whether he is in one place or another that's it and i should say it doesn't have a dumb ending it has dumb people who argue over it (laughs) it makes me mad i really liked inception that that's like a nine out of ten movie for me but i could tell the next couple i was like i i interstellar i'm like no thank you what about interstellar Uh, turned you off about it i could tell (laughs) It was going to do some shit that it would have some weird like science shit to it. And it's definitely a science shit to it. A hundred percent. But I think he tries to pull from like theory off of like real oh, yeah. like studies and stuff. Yeah. And then make but a then movie Tenet that's relevant seemed like to it. It was going to really be annoying. Tenet. So Tenet. Yeah. It, it, I need to watch that again. It was, it was interesting. Um, My- I really like the acting and stuff in it and Pattinson's in that and stuff like that. Like, like the acting's done really good, but I don't know if it plays out well. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of good in my it, favorite, though. My favorite of his stuff is all his grounded shit. Like, Memento's amazing. Oh, it's so Insomnia's good. amazing. The Memento's Prestige was grounded. really good. Yeah, it is. It's grounded in I reality. Mean, it's just a head trip the whole time. Yeah, it's like told out of order and like it's grounded like, compared to it's got, Interstellar. That's what I'm saying. It's not. Yeah, sci-fi. like it's interesting. Right. I had antigrade amnesia after my accident, so like Memento speaks to me because I had what that guy had. Oh, I look at Aaron. Remember. He's interesting because he has traumatic brain injury. Well, it was only for a couple months, I know, but I'm just like kidding. I. It speaks to me a little bit because I didn't see it until after that. And so it really like hit, you know, mm-hmm. but I thought insomnia was really good. I thought the prestige was really good. The prestige fucks you up. I man. know. It's you, so like, good. <laughs> dude, it's so good. Uh, and Inception's, Inception's probably the most out of whack one that I like a lot. But I don't know. Oppenheimer's probably going to be fucking awesome. I just there's a lot of movies that I see trailers where I'm like, that's going to be amazing. And I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> Like I yeah, just yeah. Happens a dramas lot. a lot of times. Um, I have to be in a mood, and I'm never in the mood for a drama. Yeah. You can toss a horror f- movie in front of me any day, and I'll watch it immediately. I think, yeah, I, I had the same feeling with. Interest- go, go, go ahead, ahead, James. I was just gonna say with Oppenheimer, I think I'm interested because it's different from everything he's done. It doesn't have, and well, the Batman ones are obviously different too. Yeah, but like it's gonna be like Dunkirk, where it's more of like a historical thing, and. I like the way Dunkirk played out, but all the other ones kind of have like their weird twisty shit to them. So it's nice to see something different from him and how mm-hmm. he does it. Well, see, that's what I see is I see that most of all the movies that you, you say like Memento and Dunkirk and Tenet and like, well, they have either like an actiony thing going or like an interesting sci-fi thing or something. Mm-hmm. And then I just see Oppenheimer and I'm like, bro, this is just going to be political, like political, ethical conundrum yeah it's gonna be a filmmaker like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the green knight it's gonna be something that you take in as like the art of it yeah the biggest curveball ever bro 
I love the Green Knight. I know, but it's like a, a, it's just a visual experience. Yeah, that's why I'm excited. Yeah, I recognize it wasn't for everybody. I love that movie. Well, yeah, that's what I, um, why I'm kind of interested in seeing Oppenheimer or trying at least, is to see like, well, I, I trust that he is a very competent filmmaker one of the best that we have right now so i want to see like how is he going to make this interesting because i trust that he knows what he's doing and i trust it's not going to just be boring like i really (laughs) hope like really like it's and i'm just thinking like okay there's going to be some pretty shots of deserts so that'll be that'll be nice but I mean, you got Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon. Hey. Like, it's going to be good. Confirmed full frontal nudity of Florence Pugh and Chillian Murphy together. Nice. Oh, Penis. Nice. Uh, well, we'll I see. bet I mean, Chillian Murphy's packing heat, too. If, he he's doing, that... if he's doing full frontal, 100%. No one's going full frontal if they got Dude, watch the shooter. first episode of the New Kids in the Hall season. Everybody has their dicks out, and one of them is real small. It's real yes. funny. Like, But they're, you know what they are? They're old. They don't care. Like They're old mm-hmm. Canadians that are married and comedians. They don't give a fuck. It's so funny, man. I love Kids in the Hall. But anyways, let's get the fuck out of here, huh? It's late. Yeah, so tune in for uh, Barbie and... Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Yep. <laughs> they're doing the thing. They're doing the um. They're doing the Doom Animal Crossing thing with this. The cross-promoting together. Uh, happy-go-lucky with hell. So I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure Barbenheimer is definitely something that's going around. It is. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing that. <laughs> they have a poster with like... them together. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like I'm going to be scared after I watch Oppenheimer. I used to be terrified of nuclear war when I was a kid. And I feel like I'm just going to be scared after I watch. It's going to rekindle that in me. I think it's going to give you like anxiety in a real, like real way. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a docu type movie. Like I think that stuff hits harder when it's like, this is real shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. When the, when the first bombs dropping, I'm be like, we dropped those. And when it blows up, I'm be like, let's go, Flip. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys watch, um, what the hell is it called? The Russian nuclear shit, the meltdown thing. The hell is oh, it? Chernobyl? Uh, yeah. Did you watch that show? No, mm-hmm. I heard it was awesome. Oh my God. It's incredible. Yeah. Definitely watch that. Nice. That's what I, I was, feel I like feel this like, is going to be like in a way. <laughs> yeah. I felt like that was going to make me scared too. Like it was gonna remind you yeah. how close we were to Dude. death. Dude, <laughs> yeah, like the amount of damage and shit with that, and how they just straight up were covering it and like did not give a shit is nuts. <laughs> and then blame the, the U.S. War? for it. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. dude, the Cold War is scary, man. <laughs> Thinking about, I, you know, we, oh, I was alive shit. at the tail end of it, I believe, but like I was a baby, I didn't know. Yeah. I cannot imagine how scary it was. The poor guy, be- like having to like do this shit knowing that he's hurting and killing people like big spoiler but he kills himself <laughs> Oof, yeah i mean that's historical but i mean he kills himself because this is the whole show is based off of the journals that he hid and like his experience and stuff so i think they yeah. don't even show that series in russia like i think they made their own version where because they're like still hard selling that it was the u.s that did it <laughs> <laughs> nice that's yeah. so funny fuck yeah well next week we'll barbenheimer it up yeah you guys know where to find us uh 
Instagram nerd podcast. It's the best way to get in touch with us. Nerds, the podcast at gmail.com. Send us emails. Give us nice reviews on Apple and everything else. That helps us a lot. Uh, listen to Rock with Hop, H-O-P-P, James's Rock and Roll podcast. Uh, fuck yeah, dudes. We will see you next week. Sick. <laughs> Bye. Take care of yourselves, guys.